from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week at Nintendo Main, we have Otis here to talk about some old video game memories as we look back to look forward. I didn't need a roll of quarters to roll credits. I bought a game for my Mac. Wait, they make games for Mac? anymore welcome to nintendo main podcast your place where half the crew has covid i mean wait spoilers uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to nintendo main podcast right. your, your place to hear, your ears before listening please <laughs> to hear nintendo fans talk about yeah. nintendo games as best as they can if you can't tell yet one of our well a couple of our hosts here our voices are much different so it's going to be interesting for for anybody who's heard us for 302 episodes or however many we've had before this. But speaking of hosts, we are those. I am Trey. Went to Buffalo and all I got was this damn COVID, Johnson. I'm Jeremy Cutemup Mikowski. I'm John. I hate reruns knitter. And this week we have special guest, uh, old, you know, friend, friend of us, friend of the show. Do you want to, you, you could say, do you have a name or do you not have a name? It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I got one. I can say it. <laughs> Otis the Spider-Man Web. Otis the Spider-Man. All right. Welcome, Otis. Ah, nice. I originally thought about introducing you as Web of Otis, but that seems a little sexual, so I don't know. <laughs> People could take that the what wrong way. Web they weave. People could take that the wrong way, so I was like, maybe I shouldn't say that. But, you know, you know, bring it into the Spider-Man comic, but also could be other stuff. But, Otis, gotcha. nice to see you again. It has been a very long time. And for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Otis and John used to live with live, to, live together. Uh, we all yep. went to college together at Columbia. and uh, Yeah, we've all known each other about 20 years. So we've known yeah. each other. Well, I, I started school in 2002. So, yeah, I've been in Chicago for 20 years next month. So that's pretty cool because I moved here in February of, tw- of 2002 originally. So yeah, we, we all met each other at Columbia, and uh, John and Otis lived together for a while, and we hung out at the dorms. You were at the dorms, right, Otis? Weren't you? Yeah, oh, in Plymouth? yeah. I was at the 2000, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Right at 2000, yeah. Yeah, so, oh. I, so I remember yeah hanging out with you guys, and, and, we, and we played, we had video game parties and such, and all <laughs> sorts of things, which, yes. which we will get into in more detail. As as we get later in the show will be kind of our topic, but I guess we should talk about. I, I kind of said it at the beginning, but I have a uh, I have COVID. <laughs> I just found out yep. yesterday. So <laughs> me too. Yeah, it sucks. Got my diagnosis uh, late last night. But it didn't actually get to me until this morning. But I just, yeah, I, I mentioned it last week that I thought I had it, but my they were so backed up on the test. I took my test on a Thursday, and then it didn't come in until late last night slash this morning Tuesday. So. Yeah. yeah, that's the way that's the situation in the world right now. Everybody's got COVID. It sucks. I, I thought I was going to I was I was, you know, convinced that I would never get it. But I got uh, 
The reason I was gone from last week's episode was because I got a last-minute call to go work on a job in Buffalo for three days. And I don't know how exactly I got it, but it was probably because I was staying at an Airbnb with, with two other people from the crew, is what I'm thinking. Which sucks. Because wow. I've been like, mm-hmm. uh, I've been pretty, you know, I had my mask on the whole time. Everybody has their masks on the whole time on the set. On set and must have been. There was one girl that I, that was staying there that said that she had gone out to the bars a couple times with the with the uh, main person from the cast. So I guess I should have figured that was something. But we were like, you know, we were like sitting at a table, a long table, like on each side of it, like mm-hmm. far away and all that. So I thought it would be fine. But who knows? Maybe I got it from the plane. I mean, I kept my mask on the whole time while I was on the plane. Um, there was a, there was a big snowstorm in Buffalo while I was there too. So like my, my flight got canceled and I had to like rearrange it to a different place. So I ended up flying out of Rochester instead of Buffalo on the way back. So there was all sorts of interesting stuff with that. And it's a shame that COVID, the COVID came out of it because I thought it was really cool that I was able to like throw everything together in like a couple hours and, uh, travel across the country to do to do a three-day shoot you know and now that i actually have all the equipment that i need to do that like it's was pretty cool for me mm-hmm. until i came back on saturday night and started feeling like shit so i mean yeah and i and i just went and got a rapid test yesterday and did it and it, you know it said big bright letters positive after i did and i was like fuck so mm. so i've been uh quarantining myself in my office here this is my room now I've been sleeping on this uh, on this uh, recliner back here, so <laughs> I've been I basically yes, have been uh, have quarantined myself to uh, a day of video games all day. So there you go. I guess. I <laughs> Are mean, you I, just getting like <laughs> trays of food left outside of your door? No, I mean, I, there's there's nobody here, so I, I just oh, okay. I, I go out with two masks on, and I use the bathroom where I make food. And, and I guess uh, that's both pretty close to your room so yeah i mean well I, I told conan about it you know he wasn't he went to his he went to his warehouse today so he hasn't been here uh jess is working she started working yesterday so she's not here so i'm here by myself but i'm still just staying in here in this room but i go out and i use the bathroom and i go out and i use the kitchen and i wash my hands like five times or whatever you know to make sure i'm not you know and i wear two masks you have spooky in there with you he is in here but i'm not like I'm trying to keep him away too because I know cats can get COVID too. Apparently, is what I read online. Yeah. But he's not. I mean, he's like you know, he's just hanging out on the floor. He's just like sleeping on the floor. I'm not like, you know, he's not sleeping on me or anything. Like we're not getting within six feet or whatever. But his food and his and his you know and his litter box and stuff is in here. So that's what. Yeah. So I've pretty much quarantined myself to to a week of video games, which is uh, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Not a bad prescription. I wanted to have, I mean, I wanted to have some, uh, you know, have some time off after working a week in Buffalo, but I didn't, I didn't intend it to be like this where I couldn't really see anybody, <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought maybe I'd have like some time and, you know, at the beginning of the week to just like hang out and play some games. And I just got a, I, I just got a um, sound bar from my mom for Christmas with like a sub- oh, nice. subwoofer and all that stuff. And oh, I, wow. I, I just hooked it up and I, and it sounded pretty cool, but I never got to play games on it because I found out that I had COVID like right, <laughs> at, like right after I set it up. So it's, I just didn't get to try anything out on it, but yeah, but I've been playing, I've been playing stuff in here. So, you know, and just pretty much sleeping whenever I get, I'll sleep a couple hours on the, <laughs> on the recliner whenever I get tired and. You know, it's not ideal, but I'm surprised I could actually sleep in it. So, so, so there you go. That's but that's my that's my COVID lifestyle in here. Yeah, I've just been trying to sleep, you know, as much as I can. I'm not setting my alarms in the morning. You know, sleep for eight, nine, ten hours, whatever. Um, and just trying to take it easy. Still getting not 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 much has changed. I've been I've been working from home 
all this time. So it's just, all right, stay in. And, you know, the, I think this morning I kind of wanted to get up. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go for a walk. Oh, wait, no, I'll stay inside. So that was about it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I feel fine. I don't have a fever or anything like that. It's just been a cough, cold congestion. You can hear it in my voice too, probably. Yeah, that's that's about it. I'm just waiting until I get a negative test. I'm going to wait till I stop feeling symptoms. Then I'm going to get another test. Yeah. And once I'm negative, then I'll return to relative normal. Yeah. The, I mean, I, I call, I called my doctor today just to like, be like, you know, what am I supposed to do? I got COVID and, yeah. and they're like, here's a number to the, <laughs> to the hospital and a COVID nurse. And I'm like, hi, I have COVID. And she's like, we don't have any room for anybody. So, <laughs> so stay at home. <laughs> Figure you know? it out yourself. Yeah. yeah. No, it's basically like she's she's like you know we don't we don't have any room for treatment here. So and I was just like you yeah. know I I've vaxxed and boosted and and I'm like just I just explained the situation. I'm just like this is what I'm doing and they're just like that's that's what you should be doing. So I, I called my doctor and I was able to get a virtual appointment with him tomorrow. I Man, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. You're just going to say stay home and you know I don't know maybe there's some antibiotics or something that you know, eases it doesn't cure it obviously. I don't know. I've been, I've been taking, I've been taking Mucinex. Me too. Just because, you know, that's what I would take if I had this and COVID didn't exist. I'm basically doing the same thing I would do when I get sick like this, which happens to be, which used to happen before the pandemic used to happen around, around a winter time. Whenever it got cold, I would get sick and I get drainage and like, and you know, and all this and all this stuff, it was exactly the same thing. So I would like, you know, get like orange juice and, and like and Mucinex and just drink a bunch of fluids and like try to sleep it off and all that. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. So, yep, that's about it. So I finally get to do, I finally get to have that like nine hours in a row, 10 hours in a row video game marathon that I wanted, I guess. <laughs> Are you putting together a, a list, a hit list of all the stuff you're going to cross off? <laughs> well, I mean, I already, well, we'll get into that later because uh, last episode, John and Jeremy did a video game goals of 2022 without me. And I kind of made up a list of those. So I guess we could talk about those sure. towards the end sure. of my, of, of my list. But yeah, I, I do kind of have a list. I don't, I don't really have like, I mean, I'm just kind of just, I'm trying to chill out and just sleep whenever I'm tired and yeah, just play, just play whatever I feel like playing. Well, let's know if you need a nap during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll be fine. I feel fine. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel tired at all. But it kind of reminds me of like when I'm in. You know, when you're in college and living by yourself, and you just play until you fall asleep, and then you get up and play some more. And because you know? <laughs> yeah, because you can't go anywhere or you can't afford to go anywhere or whatever. It's kind of remind me of that. Except I could like sit on the couch and stuff then. <laughs> but now, but now I'm stuck in here. But yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we we should we can transition from uh, from COVID to better things. <laughs> So we, as we start off the show, let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about the games we bought and games we've been playing for the week. Otis, I haven't talked to you in a long time. What have you been playing, man? What do you, what do you, what do you do now? What, what systems do you have? What games do you play? Like what, what you've been up to? Oh man. Um, pretty much, man. It's, it's, uh, it's mostly been PlayStation. Um, is what I've been uh, mostly playing. Currently, right now, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm trying to uh, get through that one. And then the other one is Resident Evil 8. I, I thought, yeah, I thought you'd be playing that one. Village, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm currently share playing that with my uh, friend Jason. They, um, it's only they give you an option where you can share play. We can either share your screen with someone so they can watch you as you play, or you can go ahead and you can give them the opportunity to play the game over the internet and control your game or whatever. Anything that's accomplished, whatever, is all saved under your account because that's because you're the host or whatever. So that's what we started to do 
uh, since I think seven is play games like that together, cool. especially one player ones and just take turns, both figuring out the puzzles and all that, giving each other directions. Maybe you should go here. Maybe you should do that. Maybe we should upgrade this thing or whatever. This is probably how I would probably defeat this enemy or something like that. So, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's definitely a callback to the times of growing up and just playing video games because mostly games back then, they always had like two player mode and you physically are there playing. But some of these games, man, they're just like, if they're not multiplayer, they're just like one player. And then it's like, well, how do you share a story mode when games don't have a story mode? And this is what we decide to do. That's pretty cool. I wish Switch had something like that. I mean, I know they do it on the NSO. I was going to say, we do, we do kind of, we, we, we kind of have it for Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Where you can swap, you can swap controllers, like same sort of thing. Except, you know, this is like a much. It sounds like a much more advanced version of what you can get on the Nintendo Switch Online stuff here, where you can like. So, Trey and Jeremy, you guys are the only other PS4 owners on the call right now. So, like, can, have you ever tried something like that? Do you have a? Do you have the five or the four, Otis? Did you? Get- I got the. I got the four. Okay, I was gonna say, wasn't sure if you got the five yet. I know those are really hard to find, but. Yeah, yeah, those. <laughs> it's like flying, finding gold in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> that's, how hard it is. <laughs> that's how hard that's how hard it is yeah are, are i'll try to get a ps5 um probably in two years i got too many games whenever, whenever they're available <laughs> well i mean i i heard that they were going to be as scarce this year as they were as they were mm-hmm. last year's from what i've heard that it's not really gonna there's not going to be a whole bunch of them showing up all of a sudden at the at the stores you know they're still going to be as scarce so i don't know even if you're trying to get one you might not get one until 2023 that seems to be the world that we live in that's true because you gotta like, get that job at best buy back <laughs> dude don't i i was gonna mention it so but dude you, you should you should see the best buy now man it's fucking sad there's like oh, they don't, nah. they don't yeah. have they don't have a single video game in there i, I went in there the other day well the wow. other day is in like last year but the whole place is just like depressing as fuck like all they there's just empty racks everywhere with nothing on it like in the video game area and there's just nothing in there and in the the best buy that you worked at i think they just gave up well i mean it there was like there was like some uh rioting there and they did kind of get attacked during like the yeah yeah i remember that post during the protests and all that stuff and but it, yeah, yeah we, I, I went in there because I was trying to find, a, I was trying to get a Psychonauts 2 for Jess, and I didn't realize that it was, wasn't released physically. So I went in there to look for it, and they didn't wow. have anything. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I went in the Nintendo section, it just, it's just empty shelves. Like, there's nothing there. Like, not a single game. Like, nothing. I don't even think there's a Nintendo sign, even. It was really sad. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened to this place? But yeah, they had not their video game department was like it was nothing. There was nothing there whatsoever. So it was weird. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them went through a transition where it was like they moved out of the whole. That was the whole thing. The media, the CDs, mm-hmm. the, the DVDs, and the video games. CDs was the first thing to go. Sure. Yeah. And then and then after that, the DVDs was downsized because I go to a local one here, and every time I went, that section got smaller and smaller and smaller to like it's just like. A single section, and then now you got nothing but like corrugates and um the new release stand rack or something like that is what they got. Um, yeah, they they renovated that whole place and and downsized that whole area. They still got video games, but it was just like everything fits within sections. So you got your Nintendo section, your PlayStation section, your uh Xbox section or whatever, and then of course you got the, like the little demo things or whatever. But um, yeah, no consoles. <laughs> <laughs> they got signs up saying, don't ask us about consoles because uh-huh. we don't have none. 
I was like, man, that's crazy. Well, I figured like the pandemic, like probably I'm sure did a number on it where people just don't, don't come in there anymore looking for shit really, you know, like, I don't know. Like it's especially, I mean, I, yeah, definitely like with streaming and all that, it's kind of got rid of like, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays and definitely CDs, I guess. Nobody really got, even though, even though I heard sales of CDs went up in the pandemic for, for specific people for like, uh, for like Taylor Swift and shit like that. There was, they did, they were actually at a high for last year, weirdly enough. But, uh, but yeah, if you're not like the top three people that, you know, people, you know, mainstream people that people listen to. It's not really, they're not really buying it, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, it's still kind of going the same way with video games where I've been pretty much like 90% digital on switch, you know, cause oh, yeah. why would you go buy a game when you can just get one off the internet so quickly, <laughs> you know, it's so much easier. And it's like, no. And, and once I, once they started doing the midnight releases for the main Nintendo games, it's like, why even bother? Like, why even wait till like Friday and then come get it at like two when you can play it at like 11 o'clock the night before, you know? Yeah. I've just been getting the first party Nintendo games just for, you know, collecting sake, like to have something for those. But how about you, Otis? Are you physical or digital? It's a little of both. It depends. I kind of go where the sale it is. And oh, sure. uh, like Trey was saying, a lot of like like 90% of the games I buy is pretty much digital. So I had to expand like my um, hard drive storage. I got like a, a two terabyte inside the system now. But then it was like, man, when are they going to go ahead and make like a four or six or something like that for that? It doesn't and take very I, long. Like I, well, I don't, I don't yeah. remember the the ones the ones that you buy like are five hundred gigs, right? Is that what they are? Like they're not full terabytes, like just a regular PS4 that you would get. Because I bought I bought the um, I bought the Uncharted Four one, and I think I had like four games or something like that, or three games, and I installed all of them, and I was out of memory <laughs> completely. It was gone, <laughs> like on that first day, like because it came with Uncharted Four. Never played that game, by the way. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, I, I, I installed it just to install it. I was like, I'll play it someday. You know, I installed that. I, I think, what was it? It was like, it was like uncharted Four, doom, uh, mortal Kombat 10 and like final fantasy 15. And I like put all these games on my PS4 and that was it. All the memory was gone. Cause you got to install like 40, 50 gigs for those games and everything was gone. <laughs> it's like, I was like, Oh, there it is. I have no, I have no memory anymore. I installed like four games and now, and that's it. It was like so ridiculous. So. So I cut I cut Uncharted out of there. It's like, you got to go. It sounds like the console wars when they used to give you only like a handful of gigabytes <laughs> for yep. the games back then. And you, it was like, I remember 20, uh, what's this one had? 20 gigs, 20 gigabyte hard drive. What you supposed to do with that? That was literally what they were coming out with for the consoles back then. I mean that's still kind of like, yeah. I mean that's still the, yeah. that's still the switch though, man. Like I bought I bought yeah. the OLED and that's it's got a sixty four gig memory. So there you go. <laughs> I mean that's that's how that how much they've upgraded since the Wii U. The Wii U had what like eight and sixteen gigs or something like that. It was like a really stupid amount. Thirty two was the highest on the Wii. U. Yeah, I got thirty two Wii U. So yeah, well because the switch was thirty two and then when the OLED now it's sixty four gigs, but it's still like what the fuck. But I have a, I have a terabyte I have a terabyte card in there. And that's maxed out too. Like I ran out of space on there too. So it's like, wow. I mean, it's, I just, I have a lot of shit. I mean, a lot of it's like free shit too. You know, like I think Fortnite's like 30 gigs or something stupid like that, which I don't even play that game, but it has Spider-Man in it. So I was hoping to maybe play it at some point, but 
maybe, I don't know, Spider-Man's on the cover, so I was like, maybe I'll try it, because I heard the web swinging is cool in it or something, you know? Yeah, it's supposed to be somewhere, too. I think they said the Marvel one on Sony. I know there was, like, videos comparing them and everything, so. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, like, it was blowing up on Twitter. Everybody's like, look at this, look at the swinging on this. And I was like, okay, I'll play Fortnite again. And then I, I never did, but, but I did download it. But yeah, no, I, I've never, I've never done anything like that with my PS4, like sharing the, I mean, I, I really, I mean, my PS4 was kind of like, it was kind of a mistake almost, I think, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> I, I bought. I mean, I bought it when it was the Wii U times, when I thought there was not going to be anything much from Nintendo, and then the Switch came around, and I just barely played it. You know, my PS4 is pretty much a DVD player right now. It's so it's it's a DVD player, and it charges remotes and such. <laughs> that's that's what it does. <laughs> uh, also, also it uh, it all of my mini systems are hooked up to it, so it's powering like the the Super Nintendo Classic and stuff like that. Because it has USB plugs that will that will like send power out if you leave it on, you know. So I may I mostly just use oh, wow. it use it to charge my headphones and and controllers and stuff like that. And whenever I want to watch a DVD that's not on streaming, which is not that often, but it does happen. Or sometimes you have a movie that's just not on anything else, so you so you got to watch a DVD. So I so I play it, so I so I use it to play DVDs and such. I guess I did. I mean, we we did buy a whole bunch of uh, anime movies, so we did watch them on there. So it's still getting it's still getting it's uh you know still doing some things. PS4 is, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not really in any rush to get the PS5 because of the little, the little to no use I've gotten out of my PS4. Is there any yeah. game that you're looking forward to, Otis? Uh, it's pretty much Spider-Man 2. Uh, when they announced announced that and showed that little mini uh, trailer, man, such a fanboy. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited because I beat both of them. So yeah, you uh, played Miles Morales, right? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I and got the other one. one. I have, I have the Spider-Man, the first one. I got it for twenty bucks. I played it a little bit, but I, I didn't. I didn't beat it all the way. But it was it was fun from what I played of it. But yeah, no, it looks cool. That Wolverine game looks cool too. Whenever that comes around. Oh, that was gonna be nice. I can't wait to see what the gameplay on that one looks like. Yeah, I mean, that's probably gonna take a couple of years, but when it comes out, I'm sure it'll be cool. I mean, it's I'm, I'm into that. Are you excited for Final Fantasy 16 since you've been playing Final Fantasy 7 remake? Um, the thing with that, um, I wasn't a huge Final Fantasy uh fan. Uh, I got into it extremely late, more so, I think it was around X, uh, around that series or whatever. I think my brother got into it more than I did, but it was for nostalgia to try to play it and see. So uh, as of right now, I think this would probably be the only one I would have beaten once I beaten it, is a seven remake. But I got to go back and play the original. I know that's a sin. <laughs> I haven't did that one yet. Well, I mean, it's much it's much different. I mean, they 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 changed it. You know, it's an action RPG now. It's not it's not the turn based combat that it was originally, and it's only a piece of the game as well. And I and I heard that they kind of like the story changes and all that as you as you go through it. It's not the same as as the other one. And if you, if you go back to the original Final Fantasy VII, it's gonna be funny with those like blocky ass old heads and the like the Popeye <laughs> arms and all that shit. Like they they, they look <laughs> they look hilarious on that old one. Like if you play like the actual PlayStation One one where they look like little fucking Popeye figures, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> so that's what I'm used to because uh, the whole I hated turn based games because it was just like why would I stand there and let somebody hit me and then now it's my <laughs> turn to hit them. I thought that was the most ridiculous strategy, thing. man. It's all about I the know. strategy. Until I played Legend of Dragoon, yeah, and that that was a game that got me into the whole RPG phase. Yeah, are, are you? Uh, one thing that I I don't know if it works. I think you have to pay like sixty bucks for it. But I really want to try to get Final Fantasy fourteen running because everybody seems to be loving the shit mm-hmm. out of that game. And I think you can get it on PS four, but I think you have to buy sixty bucks, like pay sixty bucks to get the whole thing. And I don't want to spend that sort of money on something that I made. I don't think you can start like. a new account 
in it right now. Yeah, no, I heard that too, that you can't even start a new account because it's so popular that you can't even get in there. Wow. But at some point, it sounds really cool. I just wanted to try it. And I know it was like free to play at one point, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought about trying to see if I could get it to run on the PS4. But yeah, yeah, if you don't have a, have an account, apparently you can't even get on there. So, But I hear, but I hear that's great for anybody who can't get on there. It's it's really good. Like they've been adding a Is that new or how long has it been out? Final Fantasy 14, it's been out for a long ass time. Yeah. I guess so if they're on 16. Yeah. 16, yeah. Sure. Well, I mean it's it fi- yeah, Final Fantasy 14 has been like a, you know, it's a game as a service. Like it started off being kind of yeah. shitty and then they made it better and eventually they made it free to play and they just added a bunch of shit to it and they keep adding stuff to it and apparently the new shit is really really good. From what I heard, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I mean, it's an MMO, so I don't know how much... Like, the, the only MMO I really played was DC Universe Online. Like, the only one I really liked. So, so I don't know. But how is... Oh, yeah. Somehow they put a good story into it, even though it's an MMO. I guess that's what sets it apart. That's what I heard, yeah. That the, the story is really tight. So, I mean, are, are you liking Village? Resident Evil 8? Yeah, it's it's really similar to 7. How um, the play mechanics and everything. Um, to me, I think I like this one a little bit better than um, 7. Um, Seven played like a um, like a horror movie. Like you were really like like watching a horror movie, and you were controlling the main character and everything. Because a lot of the cutscenes and uh, cinematics they had, it felt just like just like a horror movie. This one eight is more kind of action based, but they added more to it. You can you because you can upgrade your weapons in eight. You couldn't do that in seven. Whatever weapon you found, that's just what it was whatever power, rate of fire or whatever, reload speed, that's what it was. But this one you can upgrade. So it definitely gives like a replayability factor automatically when you can do that kind of stuff. So but I like it. I mean, that's like four. You could you could upgrade stuff in four. I'm surprised they took that away. I guess they were trying to go back to kind of taking it back to basics with seven, right? They were trying to make it more like horror and less action and all that stuff. I always, I always wanted to play seven, but I never never got around to it. I know it's really cheap on, on PlayStation 4. Like I said, I just don't, I just don't play it as much as the Switch, especially when I'm quarantined to a room that doesn't have it hooked up. So, <laughs> so you know, but you don't have, you don't have a Switch. You you never get, you never got around to getting one of those. That was a plan. It was a plan to get it and everything, but it it just just didn't happen. There were opportunities that arose. Uh, I know my wife. Uh, I I may mention of it, but sometimes I gotta say, don't buy me this. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes it's like I had too much and it was like it would it would do nothing but sit and be a paperweight. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have it if I wasn't gonna go ahead and play it and everything. So it was just like I eventually do want it <laughs> uh to play because I think it's uh such a cool system and everything. Um but I, I, I just don't know when. It's like I would literally have to make time just to uh play it. But if I was a traveler, then that would be no problem. I'd just take it on the go. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I like about it. You can have both hook it up and have it on the go. Yeah, that's what I like about it too. Except for I never actually, I just leave it docked all the time. <laughs> it's nice to know I have the option. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't really play it to go, but I did it when I first got it. Like back in 2017, I traveled a lot. And it made sense back then. It's it's great. I, will say, yeah. I, I don't I don't play it handheld on the go. I do take it back and forth to different houses a lot and play it docked wherever I go. But it's it's definitely the most traveled console that i have ever had because of that because it is so so portable i think i think that's the beauty of um nintendo is um their kind of innovation on how they do things and it's geared toward like the gamer and how it can benefit you 
in various aspects of mm-hmm. your life. So you can have it docked and you can play it or you can actually have it on the go. You usually have to have two systems. You either have one system that's always plugged in or you had a handheld system, but they never had very seldom they had the same games on it. So you either have that version or you had that one. But yeah. to have one where it's both, I thought that was like, whoa, man. It, <laughs> it yeah. was like no one else thought of that. <laughs> that. I mean, that was that was my dream. I mean, this is stuff I was thinking about in 2002 when they had a, you know, when Animal Crossing connectivity. had where, yeah, when Animal Crossing had the Game Boy Advance connectivity where you hook it up to your system and then you can like take the Game Boy off and you can play around on that island and then like go back into the game and all that. I was like, oh, this is the future of games. Like you'll have a controller where you put your game in the controller and then you take the controller away and then you come back. Like that was my idea for it. But yeah, it was perfect for me because I love the whole, I love the hybrid thing. And I loved how they like, you know, brought all their companies together where they weren't doing like separate like handheld stuff and console stuff. I felt like that was one of the best decisions Nintendo ever made where they're just like, we're putting everything together because I feel like it's always like, you know, if you if you didn't have like a 3DS or a DS or whatever, you missed out on all these games that they would just make for that or like the Game Boy Advance. And, and I felt like I knew a lot of people that only had consoles where it's like you don't get to play all these great games that are only in the handheld. So it's like it made so much sense to just put it all together, you know, so you could play everything on it. And I think I think it's great. I mean, it's definitely fairly long in the tooth because it's like three generations behind or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but it's still it's still doing what it can. And I mean, and it's, you know, the Indies, the Indies play so well on it and it still has a, a big slew of, of uh, exclusives on there. Like, I mean, well, up, up until like last week, like Monster Hunter Rise was huge. Like that was a huge exclusive, not to mention like Shin Megami Tensei five and like all these other big RPG things that happened last year. You know, I felt like there was a lot of huge hits last year that came for it. And that's like what, like the fourth year, you know? So, right. I mean, they're still kicking it. The Indies is where the playing field gets leveled because nowadays it seems like, 75% of games that come out are the indie games. And they look the same on whatever console you're on, PS4, Switch, Xbox. By and large, they're just lower graphical quality, but they're available everywhere. So it just kind of doesn't really matter, except for those AAAs. I can only name a few AAAs that I personally want to play on PS4, and I don't think I can name any on Xbox. So it doesn't really matter. Halo Infinite, I guess that's the only one. I don't know. I mean, it was free. I mean, people like it, I guess. I hear the multiplayer is fun on it. I think that was a great thing. Um, It was like, because to me, that was like gaming life back then, because it was like the graphics, the retro look and all that. It was just like, that was like nostalgia. And I think that's what they are planned upon. It was like, hey, here's this cool game in 2021. Um, that's cool to play, but it also has a feel of what you're used to playing back when you were a kid and all that. And I think that's like, that's great because they knock out that, those type of games really quick and you get a bunch of them and you, you can spend time playing them and all that. They'll be probably extremely long, but at least they'll be fun to play. And I think that was, I think that was great because sometimes back in the day, you get a game, you had to wait like forever for the next one to come out (laughs) for you to play or whatever. And now they coming out like now man, there's now there's too many that. now there's way too many yeah. games. It's this yeah. what it's now I mean you get like ten games a week at least like on the Nintendo eShop like every Thursday. It's like now there's way too much shit. Like there's way too many games. Like I, I was that was like one of my spoilers. That was one of my gaming goals that I want to do for 2022 is find some way to prioritize my video game playing because I have so many games that I want to play that I don't even know what to do. Sometimes I'm like <laughs> I don't even know what to play because there's like ten games that I want to play at the same time and I'm like. Like, which one should I play? I don't fucking know. So then I'll just play some other game that's none of those games, you know? 
I'll go play like Monster Hunter all day or something like that. But that was on my list of games that I wanted to play again. But it's like, yeah, there's there's just too many games now, I think. And it's hard. And they're so cheap now, too, that it's hard to like right. get yourself to not get them because it's. I got like 14 games last week for $75. You did. Yeah. Well, John, John yeah. is the king of like buying a ton of them when they're on sale. And getting like seventy dollars worth of savings or whatever, like he always tallies it up and all that. I saved one hundred and eighty dollars last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and some of those games sell for nothing, which we'll, which we'll talk about in here. Like some of the indie ones will sell for like dollars, you know. So it's like it's like why? And I mean, yeah, like those couple games that you got that you both of you got. It's like why would you not get that? It's like, yeah, and they, and they and they do sell crap for that as well. So you got to be careful. Like some people just knock their prices oh, yeah. down. Just so they'll get on top of the eShop like most sold, but their games are shit. You know, they just do that just so people will buy them and people will think that they're good and all that. So then when they're not on sale, they'll still be shown at the top and people will pay whatever the full price is. Like, that's garbage. You know, that's totally like manipulating people and all that stuff. But speaking of speaking of like uh, playing on the go and all that, let's talk about what I've been doing for the week. Uh, Like I said, I went to Buffalo, but I took my Switch with me, obviously. And I've been playing Bowser's Fury, which Jeremy got me for Christmas. Nice. Thanks. I got the uh, new Super... What is it? Uh, it's, it's right here. Mar- Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And I played I played like a, I played like maybe two minutes of Mario 3D World just to see what mm-hmm. it looks like. I played like that first level, and I'm like, okay, cool. There's that. Is. I couldn't figure out how to play online. I don't know. Can you play online with random people, or is it only friends? I Do you know? Tried. Did you ever try it? Mm-mm. Oh, but but Bowser's Fury, I definitely played a lot of. I've I beat it. I beat it yesterday, and I got a hundred all a hundred sprites yesterday as well. Nice. So I went through and hundred percented it. I beat it and hundred percented it, and it took me like I don't know. It must have taken me like a few like ten hours or something like that. But it's it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. It's like it. I don't know. It kind of feels like Mario of the Wild, I guess. Is where uh, <laughs> it's this big. It's this big nice. open. If you're not familiar with it, uh, it's this big open area. Uh, Mario, you know, the, everything is a cat, which is awesome. Every single thing in the whole fucking thing is a, is a cat. There's even rainbow cats. There's cat rainbows mm-hmm. in it. And I'm like, this is awesome. The birds have cat ears. Like every fucking thing in the game is a fucking mm-hmm. cat, and I and I love that. But uh, yeah, you basically it's a big giant world, and you just go around and get little different sprites and stuff. And there's a giant Godzilla looking Bowser that'll show up and try to attack you, and all this shit will come down from the sky when when he's you know when he's like a Godzilla Bowser. And you have to dodge that, but if you get a sprite while you're doing that, then then this like um no oh, the lighthouse yeah then the light then the lighthouse shows up and and it, and he like steps away after that and and it's got a great soundtrack it looks really cool and like the it's like there a lot of it's water so that like weird water dinosaur thing will just like appear next to you like wherever you are in the water so it kind of like it reminds me of like the motorcycle that will just show up whenever you want it to on Breath of the Wild like that type of thing where you can just kind of summon it and it'll just appear like that. That that dinosaur guy's just kind of like that, except you don't have to summon him. He'll just show up wherever you are, which is great. Mm-hmm. So you can just like fall into the water, and then this dinosaur thing shows up, and you just jump on, and then and then you're moving. So you don't have to swim a whole lot without it there, which That's I cool. thought was really fun. But yeah, it's totally it's totally worth getting. I mean, I would say that it was even price worth the price of admission, paying sixty bucks to play it because I think it was a lot of fun. Glad you it, feel that way. It took me a minute to get into it at first. I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. so so, but I feel like once you I feel like once you beat the game the first time, it's just like you just want to play everything else on there. And and I and I did. I just like cuz they cuz there's extra stuff that opens up and you know like the area keeps getting bigger every time you get more stuff and there were a couple times I had to look online just to find those fucking cats cuz I was 
tired of looking around for them because I spent like three hours trying to find one of those orange cats that you have to bring to the big mm. cat. And I was just tired of looking. So I looked online to try to figure out where it was and I would have never found it. So I did look online. That, was of. it one of the ones where you had to go like all the way across the water? To it was the five. It? it was the one where you have to find five and they're like yeah, all over the map. That was really hard. It was annoying. And that was I, the last I, one I did, I think. It was, yeah, me too. I just didn't want to look for them anymore because I spent a really long time trying to find mm. the last one of the three before that. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to spend like five hours looking for these dumb cats. So I just looked at where they were, but no, it's, it's cool. I, I beat it. It's uh, I'll, I'll have to send it your way, John, whenever I'm, whenever I'm officially done with it, but it's, yeah, it's I'd appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. Like I'd really, I would love to see a game like this. I feel like they, mm-hmm. I feel like they took super Mario Odyssey and basically fixed it. Cause I felt like super Mario Odyssey, there were just too many moons and you could just get moons like wherever. And it made all the moons just not mean anything. I feel like, like they coins, yeah. I feel like they made it a little bit more like Super Mario 64 or like Sunshine where each mm-hmm. like shine even though it doesn't like stop and like throw you out of the level and you got to come back in it makes it feel like it's worth more you know it's instead of just like finding a random one underground or whatever you know and you do, and you don't get like 999 of them there's like 100 of them but you have fun doing it you know and you want to and you want to do that again and stuff like i felt like it did a, did a much better job of the whole like collectathon of of shines than Super Mario Odyssey did so if they do a sequel, if, I mean, I'm sure they work. They got another Mario in in the you know that they've been working on. Breaking news. I would I would love to see it like this, like you know, like a bigger version of Bowser's Fury. I mean, I feel like that would be what they would do, and it would be great because this game is a lot of fun. Yeah, just do this like with some more worlds and cat everything. Still, <laughs> it'd be great. <laughs> or or maybe there'll be some worlds where they're not cats or something. But I mean, I think the cat thing was really fun, and there's a fun like thing at the end involving cats as well which i'm not going to say what it is but it, it's totally worth playing all the way through it's fun the story's funny you know bowser's like bowser jr like helps you out which is which is rare so that that was pretty cool but i played i played it on the i played it on the on the plane to buffalo i was on this tiny ass express plane that only took like 50 minutes to get there it was insane it was like so fast and uh and i like was just playing it on a little you know on my, on my little tray thing because i didn't have that much time i only had like 30 minutes to do it because there's like you know there's like take off and land like 10 minutes in between so i barely even had enough time to to drink the the tea that they gave me but it was like so fast but on the way back i had to get on a bigger flight because all the other flights got canceled because of the snowstorm and i didn't have as much luxury but but the seat that i was in it kind of had like this little pocket where they put like the brochures and the and the magazines and all that stuff and uh the oled the the little flap on the OLED that you stand it on, it kind of fit like directly in there, so I could kind of just like stick it right on the right on the seat and just play it, and it was really cool. So it just like it, it was all because they didn't have you know most of them have monitors on the back of the seats. This didn't have that, mm-hmm. and it was like so I could just like kind of stick it right there, and it's just my little personal TV. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So yeah, that that was mostly what I was playing. Whenever I was just like I don't know what to play, I'll, I'll just be like I'll just play Bowser's Fury because that was the big one. And last week I was talking about the, uh, you know, I made my top 10 game of the year video, which took me like four days or something like that. Like I'm, I'm not that, I'm not as good at editing as I am like doing the podcast. Like it's, I'm sure that was like how it was for you, Jeremy, when you're editing last week's podcast, where it took you like five days to do like, it took me like five days to do like 20 minutes, you know, whereas like I can do 20 minutes on this podcast in less than an hour. You know, I could crank that out in 40 minutes, but it's like, uh, yeah. It's a whole different thing, but because I have to go through all the footage that I did and, you know, find the specific things that I want to show the games and all that. And it takes forever. And also you have to record stuff and write a script and all that. And it's, it's a whole nother thing. And you have to try to time it with everything. And it was ridiculous, but I finally finished that. 
I think I finished it on like that Tuesday, and then I was like, "All right, I can finally, I can finally play Bowser's Fury." And I did. Do you think Bowser's Fury would have made it on your list if you had played it last year? Maybe. I don't know. I, it could have snuck in there. Could have snuck in there in the bottom two or something. I don't know because I, re- I really like. It's a pretty yeah. It's a pretty. It's not very hard. It's not very challenging, but it's a really joyful experience. I think it's fun. There were a couple ones that I got kind of pissed about, and it, and it was just. <laughs> It was just the one, you know, the one that spins with the uh, mm-hmm. with the lava that kills you when you hit it in one hit. Yeah, that was the one that I hated because there's because there's one where you gotta go all where you gotta go all the way up to the top to get it to get the shine, but there's one where you gotta mm-hmm. go all the way up to the top and all the way back to the bottom without dying. The the right. the one with the uh, key, like that one was like I'm not gonna do that one ever. But then once I realized that I could, you could just do it with the Tanuki suit and you just kind of like float mm-hmm. all the way down, it was like way easier. <laughs> you know, once I figured out that, I was just like, okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it had some challenging stuff in it. I didn't think it was easy per se. And I definitely died plenty of times. So the whole, the element of Bowser is kind of stressful at first, but it kind of stops being after a while because you, you just learn how it's pretty easy to dodge him. But when, once I realized that you could pick up those things that drop from the sky and throw them at him, mm-hmm. like that made it so much easier. Because mm-hmm. I thought you just had to wait for him to attack you. You can even just like run straight into him with him, like with, you would with the turtle shell. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that too. Because I would, ba- I would grab it and it would kind of like point to where you're going. Mm-hmm. There, there was one, one big complaint I had with the game, and that was that it doesn't have like waypoints. Like you can't drop waypoints mm-hmm. on the map, so that's kind of annoying. Like I found it like really confusing to try to figure out where you're trying to go. Like you have to like check the map a lot because you can't just like drop a drop a pin where you're trying to go to. Which is something that's like ten years old or something in video game technology. I'm surprised that's not in there. I mean, you could do that shit like in PlayStation Two games and all that. It's like, come on, guys. So, so I thought that was weird that you can just drop a pin. But once you beat the game, you can warp to different areas, so it makes it a little bit easier. But it's still kind of like you got to keep checking the map to try to figure out if you're going the right way and all that stuff, which is kind of annoying. But aside from that, it's fun and it, and it was totally worth it. Uh, what else? I, I, I played I played Mario Golf more. You know, Jess and I had been playing it before I got quarantined. I've hit I've hit sixty hours on it. Last week when you were talking about the new Mario suit that you get, you have to unlock it, you know, because they because you get new skins every month that you have to unlock on mm-hmm. on ranked mode. I did that while I was in Buffalo. I played it. I played it in my uh, in my Airbnb room, and because uh, we had because we had internet, and I was watching wrestling and playing playing golf at the same time, and it was pretty awesome. And drink and drinking whiskey and all that fun stuff because. <laughs> uh, because one of the PAs took me to get beer and all that shit, so I got, got to have some drinks. I was drinking some Evan Williams whiskey and playing golf and watching the uh, Jurassic Express get the tag team title. That was pretty rad. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it was fun. But um, I yeah, I got I unlocked that thing. Mario has two suits. I think my joke was last was when I posted about it was uh was that I was making fun of how you could unlock Mario's overalls, but now he has another suit and he has two suits. And I'm like, that's like I felt like that was them picking fun at me being like since i was complaining about the other mario suit they're like well here's the second one and luigi still doesn't have any suits and neither does none of the women have suits either it's like what the fuck man <clears throat> but I, I i after paying playing it for 60 hours i just realized that you could do super backspin did you know that jeremy that you could do super backspin and super top spin i didn't even know that Yeah, i knew that but i've been playing it for 60 hours well i mean you had to do the double tap i never did the double tap mm-hmm. i just did the bb just for the regular backspin it opens up yeah, all new worlds of it I think I must have, maybe I played the Game Boy Advance one recently enough that I remembered it. Yeah, that. but it was different. It was different on that. It, it, it didn't control differently. Like you had to press B and then BA and then AB or ABB. Like it was, it was it controlled differently than this one. It was the double taps. One. I mean, for top spin it was, yeah. but, it, but it had a specific way that you had to do it. Because in the Game Boy one, you press A and if you press A again, it does an auto thing where it doesn't do the go back. Mm-hmm. So you have to press A and then B and then BA 
or AB oh, okay. to do the super ones. But if you do AA or BB, that's just the regular one. It's like they make it more complicated to do like whatever shit. Anyway, I, I didn't know you could do it on the new one. Maybe it said said it somewhere in the single player, and I and I didn't catch it, but whatever. But my main thing that I've been doing that's fun that I did while I was drinking whiskey and watching uh, my tablet in Buffalo was uh, Cobra Kai. Have you watched that show, Otis, on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, and I thought the most recent one. Yeah, I, I, I was <laughs> I, I put it in my notes here, but I'm super late to the party on this. I had not seen the show, but I heard people loved it. And I was actually a huge fan of Karate Kid when I was a kid. Like I had, I had like my mom made me the bandana, and I had like the gi with the with the fucking tree on the back and all that shit. You know, that was one of my Halloween <laughs> costumes. And nice. I had and I had the Karate Kid toys, like where you hit the switch on the back and they kick shit, and yeah. they had like and the, the they had, like the fake ice that they could break and all that stuff. And uh, basically for Christmas, uh, Jess's grandma bought me a Cobra Kai T-shirt. And I've like never seen the show before. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I heard this show was cool. I guess I got to watch it. So I just like started watching it like two weeks ago. And now I'm like halfway through the fourth season. And I totally fell in love with it. I think it's great. I think it's an awesome show. I think it's, I think it's like almost like the master class of like how to make a sequel to like a 30 plus year old property or whatever. I feel like they do it really well. Like I felt like they did it a hell of a lot better than like Star Wars ever did or like even like the new Ghostbusters or any of that shit. Because I felt like they pay res- good respect to the old characters, but they make the new characters interesting, and and everything is like interweaved really well. And I felt like the story writing was great. And fucking Will Smith is a producer too, which is I don't know why he is, but he is. He's on there. He's produced. Kid was because his kid had the the Karate Kid remake. Yeah, kid was in there. yeah, but I mean, he he's a producer on it. Well, so is like Johnny, like the guy who plays Johnny and and Daniel and uh, right. you know Ralph Macchio and all that. And Ralph Macchio is great in it. And I was like, uh, I think I think Ralph Macchio and like the guy who plays Johnny, I think they're both fucking incredible on the show. I think they're awesome, and they and they're just really they love bringing back people. They brought like John Kreese and they brought back that guy from like Karate Kid Three and all that shit and. And even oh, like yeah. even like the fucking dude from Japan and like his girlfriend from Japan from like Karate Kid Two is in there. Like he goes back to Okinawa and everything's different and all that. It's great. Like I've been having a great time with that show. But because I like the show so much, I bought the game. I bought the Cobra Kai game on Switch, which is on sale right now, fifty percent off. I bought it for twenty bucks. It's normally forty dollars. And I was trying to like watch the show to where I could get caught up enough enough to watch to play the game. And then I realized that the game like takes place like mid second season, so I could have started playing it like way earlier. But anyway, I've, I got like through, through like halfway through the third season before I started playing the game. But the game's pretty cool. It's your standard beat 'em up, but but there's a but there's two different pathways. You know, you can choose like Miyagi Do or or uh, or Cobra Kai, the the two different dojos, and you get a different selection of characters depending on who you play as. You know, you get like Daniel or Johnny or Sam or Tori or Miguel or Robbie or Dimitri or Hawk or whoever. You know, and you get like, a, and you can kind of switch in between them, and you can upgrade your moves. And there's like a map in there, kind of like a River City Ransom sort of, and and like a Ralph Macchio actually does the voice of Daniel, and like there's like four people who would do the actual voices, like Hawk, Dimitri, Johnny, and Daniel are all the voices from the show. Everybody else is different voices, but you get to fight, you get to fight like Johnny's dad, who was played by Ed Eisner on the show, which is pretty hilarious. That's like a boss where you get to fight as Ed Eisner's character. That's like his stepdad. So I got a kick out of that. <laughs> like in this like in this TV studio but it's it's just like ridiculous like streets of rage style game with uh with karate kid characters and all that and I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's kind of hard too. Like you have to like I mean, you have to pay attention to what you're doing when you're upgrading your characters cuz you can kind of get your ass handed to you like like all of a sudden there was a there's like a big difficulty spike in the middle there and I was like, "Oh shit, everything's really hard now." But it but it's fun and I I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to beat that game cuz I know it's not that long or at least like get through one of them. I've been playing 
I've been playing through the um, through the Cobra Kai stuff, of course, because I like those characters better. And Johnny and Miguel are pretty much like the main characters of the show, so I so I want to play as them. But but they they got they got a lot of cool moves and stuff on there. There's a move where you can just like set the floor on fire as Miguel, and that's pretty fun to do. And I got a gift from John as well, but I, I guess I'm not going to mention it because John because Jeremy didn't get his yet. And and my understanding we have the same gift. So if I tell you what it is, that would be a spoiler. So. We'll just have to save that. More about that next week. We'll have to save that till next week. But I haven't actually done anything with it yet, so it's not really there's not really that much to talk about in that in that aspect. But I guess uh, I guess I could say some of my gaming goals that I didn't get to say last week. Let's hear since, since we're on the topic, I already said one of them. One one of them was try was to try to like prioritize my video game playing in a better way to where I can beat more games, which is what I always try to do anyway. One of one of my one of my goals is to beat is to beat one of the games from my older top tens. So that's from that's anything from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty. Any of the games for those top tens that I did for those previous years, I want to beat one of those that I didn't beat already. That's a good goal. It's probably it's probably gonna be Valkyria Chronicles four. That's the one that I really want to beat. It's because I love that game and I just stopped playing it because there was a whole bunch of games that came out at once. And also, I w- and also, I was like, I, w- I want to beat a game from my top 10 of last year, of 2021. And I realized that I actually beat most of them, which is weird. This is actually the first year where I've gotten like 80% beat. Like all of them, I beat, I beat pretty much all of them except for three. It was a, it was a WrestleMania, or Wrestling Empire, uh, Ease 8, or Ease 9, and uh, Shin Megami Tensei were the only ones I didn't beat. So I beat seven of the 10 games. So I beat 70%. That's, I don't think I've ever done that. So that's so that's pretty cool. I was kind of on top of it. I was like, oh shit, because I because I got to the credits on Monster Hunter and, and Metroid and like uh, and No More Heroes and like uh, even like Bravely Default and, and stuff like that. So I was like, shit, that's cool. I wanted to try to do it before uh, Pokemon Arceus came out, or I wanted to do it before uh, Shadow Man came out. Which well, Shadow Man comes out next Tuesday, so I don't know if I'll be able to get it done then. But now that I'm in a quarantine, maybe I can. I was gonna try to at least beat like Ease Nine before that comes out because I think that's the easiest one to get through. So. That was that was one of my like short term goals on there. Oh yeah, one of my other goals for twenty twenty two is to make a fucking NES game with the NES maker that I bought at, <laughs> at the Midwest Gaming Classic, which I haven't even touched yet. But that Good is idea. but that is my goal for the year is to make a game on there or to at least like get that shit running on my computer because we paid like a hundred dollars for it. So let me we'll tell you one thing. Going. There is I discovered this just last night and I, I was gonna mention it in my section, but I'll tell you now. There is a game on the cartridge already. Oh, the the blank one that we got? There's a game on it, so I don't know if you got the same game as I did. But, oh shit! Yeah, so you can just put it in and play it. I never, I didn't try mm-hmm. it. Oh wow, okay. And I, there you go. And I never play. I didn't play the uh, bonus one that we got, like our our badge Doodle thing. World? Yeah, I didn't play Doodle. Yeah, World. I played. A, I played a little bit of that last night. Okay, so there you go. Well, I mean, but you got like Family Feud for NES. I heard that last week. So, mm. so you broke out your NES. I haven't. I haven't yeah, played anything on it. Right now. I mean, my my NES is still hooked up. All my systems are hooked up. I just didn't. I just haven't played anything off of it. You know. I've just been playing Switch, but yeah, that was that was another thing. I was like, I want to make an NES game, I mean, even if it's like, even if it's like a stupid easy one to do. I wanna, I wanna do that. Also, I my see Nintendo made the game. <laughs> also, my reference to Jeremy's uh, goal was to not buy a PS5. That was my goal for 2022, <laughs> which is probably isn't going to be hard because you can't find them anywhere. One of my other goals was to play one of my sealed games <laughs> one of my quote unquote sealed games because i have games that i've bought for the switch that were on sale that i've never played and there's like maybe 10 of them that are just sitting on my system that i've never touched and i want to play some of those like i put like a 
list down here. Like, uh, what was it? Sinking City, Scully, uh, Edith. What What Remains of Edith Fitch, Among Among the Sleeps, Stranger, Stranger Things Three, Ghost Runner, Planet Alpha, Over Override, Mech City Brawl. That's some just to to name a few. But these are all games that I bought that I never played. So I was like, I was like, I need to play one of these games. I mean, well, Ghost Runner, I played the demo of it, but I never played the version that I bought. I played the demo, and I loved the demo. And then I bought the game, and I just didn't play the game because it was on sale. And I was like, I'll play it later. But then I just didn't get to it. So that was another that was another uh, goal that I had for 2022. I guess they're, I guess they're not that huge of goals, but I was like, you know, here's stuff I can stuff that's reachable. I guess, <laughs> you know. And of course, you know, play more games, beat more games. That's always my that's always my my goal for the year and all that stuff. But but also, I want to I want to try to get through. You know, there's there's like a good amount of games that I want to get that I want to get through like immediately. You know, that I'm trying to like Ease Nine and Guardians of the Galaxy and like Knights of the Old Republic and Shin, Shin Megami Tensei and stuff like that that I was hoping to get done in like the next couple months. But keep getting distracted by other things, so it's kind of hard to do that. Speaking of which, this is a joint thing, but we could both talk about this. I got distracted by John earlier, and we played Monster Hunter Rise together for the first time. Yeah, for like two hours earlier today, and that was oh wow, nice. That was fun. That was fun. I oh. hope you, I hope you had fun, John. I know it's like Monster Hunter is like uh, you know it's a it's a lot. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, for sure. There's a lot to it, but god but god damn, it's it's really fun. Like after I played with you, I just kept playing by myself online with people and I and I ended up I did beat I did beat a guy and I went up a couple levels on my monster hunter rank but then I started getting but then I got killed like three times in a row even with people mm-hmm. and I'm like oh okay we're back to this again this that's mm-hmm. why I stopped playing is that I was just getting killed like even with people on my team and all that and I'm not even dying they're dying they're fainting and then I'm getting failed cuz they're they're fainting and all that so I'm like shit so it's kind of the same thing again. I was like, I need, I need better people. But I was playing, I was playing the event, the event ones, like the, you know, the the event fights, and I got through a couple of those, and I got, I got to level twenty nine, and when I get to level thirty, apparently something happens. So I was going to try to get to thirty and see what the next thing is. But you know, turning on the game again, there was like twenty new things that I haven't done yet. Like all these fucking new. There's like two new like Narwa battles, like from the from the boss that you can do, like. And there's a shit ton of extra monsters. And then there's like the Sonic and the Mega Man and like the Street Fighter like event stuff that was on there as well. And yeah, it's a lot to just look at. And I was trying to, you know, I was trying to figure out how to play the game again because I haven't played it in months and I forgot how to do everything. So I was just kind of just stumbling around with John trying to figure out how to play. Yeah. And he was teaching me how to play as he was remembering how to play himself. So I was like, we're both getting started for the first time almost, you know, trained much more experience than me. But it was it was it was fun to get back into it together. I had to kind of stumble around. I was like, I don't remember how you exactly like. I was like, I don't remember how you accept the the go- how do you accept the mission and how you like join up and and I didn't realize that John had to like pick the mission for it to affect on his on his like profile because I picked it the first time and we kind of just figured it out as we went. And I had right. to, re- and I had to like remember how I used to like do the Spider Man thing over the monster and like drop the bomb on mm-hmm. their head and all that stuff because I forgot how to do all that shit. But it, but it can't. But after playing a couple hours, like I got back into into the groove, like I was doing before. There's still th- some things I don't remember how to do exactly that I remember doing before. But yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is still an awesome game. So I mean, that should be on your that should be on your goals, Jeremy, is to play that game again because it is still as fun as it was before. I was planning on it. I hope I get a chance. You just point. you just got to throw yourself back into it. I, I know it's super intimidating, like thinking about getting because we put so much time into it. But you just got to you just got to give you know play with John, do some like do some level one yeah, yeah. missions with John, and you and you'll uh you know and you'll kind of follow your way back into it. That's basically what That'd I be was fun doing. Enough. 
all three, yeah, of, all three us of us should, should play, play. yeah because we, we were just playing like regular start one star missions like really easy ones you know we didn't we didn't fail any of them we, we were just kind of just i was trying to get it to maybe john could rank up a little bit and like get get some new weapons and armor stuff like that like kind of get you a little bit higher, i wonder if they have any research there. on how many people actually read all those menus at the beginning because I, I would bet nobody not one person <laughs> in the entire world has read all of the menus there are so many and everything keeps it keeps popping up every time you talk to somebody or whatever you pick up a new item whatever there's this new t- tutorial that's like four or five pages and like it just keeps happening and i think i've put in like trace said about two hours so far like when do the menus stop popping up when do the tutorials stop <laughs> there's so much to learn and it, it was just to the point where like yeah, trey and jeremy both ex- expressed uh stressed to me at the beginning just hit through all the menus just skip the tutorials yeah uh, and just start playing the game, and like my goodness, I wish because I, I had fun when I got to the actual hunt. It's like it's it's fun to actually hunt and team up, and you know some people joined us online and all that stuff. But man, did it take a long time to get there! And I wish that somebody, a, a total outsider, could come into Capcom's Monster Hunter team and be like, you know what? No, this is how you do <laughs> yeah. it. Like here, for for somebody who knows nothing about Monster, pretend I know zero about Monster Hunter. And then just let me play the game and like yeah. teach me as I'm playing, not up front. Yeah. Like don't that there is such a wall between the novice player and actually playing the game that it's so intimidating. A lot, I imagine a lot of people just don't play. I think this is my like I said, I think it's my, my third time trying to get into Monster Hunter. And now I finally got to, to the fun part after all that. So uh, I'm looking forward to just jumping in and doing more hunts again. Otis, have you ever played Monster Hunter? No, I haven't played that. I know there was a version of it on um, the PlayStation 4. World. I see that in the shop from time to time. Yeah, Monster Hunter World was, was World, to be good. yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was kind of, I mean, that, that was the beginning of trying to, like, you know, like, make Monster Hunter a little bit more mainstream so people could figure it out. Even though I'm sure World had its own like problems of just throwing shit at you at the beginning. But I felt like that was the game that kind of brought more people into it, you know? But I th- feel like Rise definitely brought a lot of people into it because so many people have Switches that it's just like... You know, and it was a it was a huge release of last year, and it came out in like March. You know, so it was. I felt like they did, and I know they sold a lot of it. So you know, a lot of people got to it, and it's. And I feel like it has some of the best traversal in all of them. Like you can you get these wire bug things where you can kind of like swing around like Spider Man. You can kind of like shoot up stuff, and there's also there's a dog that you have now that you can ride around on, so everything's a lot quicker, like that type of thing. So it's hard to go from this to the older Monster Hunters. I know Rise just came out for PC, or it's about to come out for PC. Yeah, it, it was. I think it's this week that it's coming out. But you can't you can't cross save. You can't switch mm-hmm. your saves from one to another, which is dumb. But I don't know. I mean, I, I saw some some comparison videos online. I haven't watched them yet. But but uh, Gaijin Hunter is a guy, a YouTube guy that does a bunch of videos. What what you should do, John, is go just try to find a tutorial about the sword that you're using, because every mm-hmm. weapon has its own like little like secret moves and stuff that you can do. Almost kind of like it's. I mean, I've seen people compare it to Street Fighter, even where you could consider each weapon to be its own character, you know, because oh, they all have these, or even kind of like you know, kind of like Smash Brothers, where each character like jumps differently, or they all kind of do their own thing. Like every weapon has its own like secret moves that you can do, and they're all different. So if you can find a tutorial to tell you how to do like you know different moves, it'll really help you, you know, to to become stronger and stuff like that. So I'd say that'd be the next step is for you to watch one of those 
weapon tutorials and all that. And like I said, uh, play the um, you know, play the the town challenges or whatever. That's what I will do. Yeah. Well, do you uh, do you want to take a break or do you want to go a little bit longer before we take a break? What do you think? Yeah, let's take a quick break. <laughs> Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Continue. Do you want to say your stuff, John? Since we were already talking about Monster Hunter, oh, let's, you can go to Jeremy. Okay. Whatever. So, uh, are you going to expl- are you going to explain why you're in Chicago and you didn't tell me? It, it's it 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 definitely wouldn't have helped because I had COVID, so I couldn't have seen you anyway. It was kind of spur of the moment, and also uh, as I was telling Sean, it was kind of like avoiding rejection because I already knew you weren't going to be able to hang out, you know. So, like, I was like, why even bother asking? Because it's not going to work out with COVID and the time constraints and everything. I mean, it's it's better that I because I didn't know that I that I had it by then, and it's better than because you you came what like Sunday? 
Yeah, we were just there. We just went for the day and then came back home. So oh, okay. I had to work the next day. I would have still said like it probably wasn't a good idea because I was starting to feel sick like Saturday night. So even though I wasn't sure about it, I probably wouldn't have been like we should hang out because I, yeah, I don't know. Well, we didn't have a lot of time anyway because we left here around noon. And then so I had bought tickets to a concert last summer and was hoping things would be okay to go see it, which it was it was me without you. And they had Unwed Sailor opening for him, which was going to be really cool because I like both those bands. But Unwed Sailor had to drop out because one of them got or tested positive for COVID. So there wasn't even an opening band anymore. It was just the me without you. So because without of that, them. though, right. <laughs> because of that, we didn't have to be up to Chicago because it was at Lincoln Hall. So we didn't have to be up there until the show didn't start till 830. So we were like, well, let's leave here around noon and then maybe we can like find something to do. But I was like, I really don't want to go. I can't really think of anywhere I want to go. Plus, it's Sunday. A lot, a lot of stuff's closed. But then the night before, she was like, let's go to Galloping Ghost. I was like, okay, we can do that. It'll be on a Sunday. It won't be like as busy. And it really wasn't. There weren't very many people there. Um, and, and I just thought it was cool that she got to see it because I've talked about it so much and told her, you know, it's one of my favorite places in the world and all that, which is true. And you used your, so, yeah, what is, have you been to Galloping Ghost ever? You used your day pass, right? No, I didn't. Actually, I saved it. Because I, okay. I told her, I was like, I wanted to feel special when me and Trey and John are all able to go together. Yeah, I'm not sure where, I mean, it, it should be around here somewhere. It, I, it's it's like on this desk. I'm just like, I'm not sure where exactly it is. But I do what is, do, you, do you know about Galloping Ghost? Or have you, have you been there? No, no, I was trying to see what that is. So Galloping Ghost is the world's greatest arcade. It's it's literally the largest arcade in America, and I think mm-hmm. the world. It's probably it's, pro- uh, it's got to be yeah it's got to be one of the biggest because they have like what yeah. like six hundred arcade machines or something like that. No eight hundred. It's almost it's a more thousand than that now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because wow. yeah. well, they have a well, and and now they have two separate things. They have like an area for pinball and an area for arcades. Mm-hmm. So so it's like, right. but yeah, they have they have a lot of games and. You just go there and you just pay, you know, you just pay a fee to come in and you pay $20 and you can play any game all day. It's, and they have everything, every arcade game you can think of, plus Mm -hmm. a bunch of really rare games, like notoriously rare games. They have, they have them all. Yeah. Um, They also take really good care of their machines, like notoriously bad machines, like Dragon's Lair and stuff like that. Like they had all those up and running and Space Ace and stuff was running when I was there. Like it's crazy how good they're able to like maintain these things. It's in Brookfield, Illinois. So it's not too far from you, but I would recommend definitely taking a day trip out there uh, you can you can spend the whole day there easy yeah it's open from 11 to 2 11 a.m to 2 a.m and uh when you buy your pass you can come and go as you please for that whole day oh yeah i just uh looked at uh i just brought the website so i'm seeing mm-hmm. it now i was gonna say are you yeah. are, are you in the neighborhood still otis are you are you still in chicagoland or where do, where do you live now no nah, i'm i live in east chicago now oh okay i'm in indiana oh, oh okay what part are you in like valpo or or what or gary no nah, it's no, it's it's called East Chicago. Oh, okay. So it's like because it's right near Chicago. <laughs> it's like <laughs> East Chicago, yeah. Just across the border. I thought that was like another way to say like the region, you know, like uh you know how like the India you know, northwest Indiana is a d- different time zone than the rest of the state. So it's like or at least it used to be. I don't I don't know if they changed that or not, but but it's like it's, you know, it's pretty much a part of Chicago. It's pretty much like a suburb, like the region and all that. So I thought that was just uh, just a term. East Chicago. That'd be something fun to like, you know, grab your brothers, bring Jason, go out for a day, 
um, just have fun at Galloping Ghost. Highly, highly recommended. It's one of the best places in the world. I would rather be there than Disney World. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking somebody <laughs> yeah. told me Much that. Much cheaper, too. Mm-hmm. And I think prob- somebody told me that, yeah, probably less COVID. this place. Probably less chances of COVID and, and much less standing in line as well. You really don't have to stand in line there. Yeah, people don't really like crowd you there. Like I said, I guess I was there on a Sunday. I've never seen it crowded. So it wasn't well, super busy. I mean, we were there on a Friday, like before yeah. we got married, because I went there. That, that was not that, that busy. That was like my bachelor party. We went there on a Friday night, and there was like I felt like there was like what like five other people there other than us. Mm-hmm. I'd say there's 20 or 30 other people, but that place Sounds is huge. Right, so. yeah. Oh, were there? I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel well, like, I'm I saying, like there was anybody No, I'm there. saying this past Sunday when I was there. Oh, when you oh. were there. Yeah, I was saying when I was there yeah. last, I didn't feel like there was anybody there, even on a Friday night, like before the pandemic and all that. So, But it's still it's still cool, I'm sure. Yeah, it was kind of cool uh, going in because we uh, we weren't able to park in the parking lot, so we had to like go park on the street like i guess it would be to the west of it and uh we were walking along this treacherous ass sidewalk just like it was completely iced over and i'm like well this sucks i'm like yeah it sucks that we have to walk this whole block to get to this door but the good news is we're walking past all the arcades right now like this entire block is arcades so once we get in there that walk's going to be really nice back this way so yeah we got in there and of course just yeah it's like the closest thing to feeling like a kid again that, that I think mm-hmm. I get to, to have is going someplace like that. Cause this is just something that would have made me like pass out from excitement as a child. If I had just, you couldn't it. conceive of such a place as a child. No, too much stimulation at once. Right. Right. <laughs> it is a lot of stimulation. It can get a little much, but that's why you just got to like move around and try different stuff out. It's like the same it must thing. Have been I, exciting showing yeah. it to Shauna too. It was. It was like what I was saying about like too too many games. It's like where do you go? What do you play? I guess you just just start at whatever's closest to you, and then just I mean everything's free. That's what I was telling her too. I was everything's like, free, uh, so you don't really have to play a game for that long. You can just like mm-hmm. be like I don't like this, and then just move to the next thing, and it doesn't matter. You know, it, it'll reset itself. Like, I, I've tried playing two games at once. That's stupid, but I, I have tried. <laughs> oh yeah, or like the House <laughs> of the Dead. You can like you can do the dual wielding. You know, like uh, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, but I remember, yeah, no, I remember doing like, that there's... there. Yeah, both guns. There's this one point which Shauna was playing something and she's like, Hey, I'm sorry if like, you know, cause obviously we could go wherever spread around, but like I was playing an arcade near her. She's like, Hey, you know, like you don't feel like you have to hang out here or whatever. Or like, sorry if I'm holding you back. I was like, you're not holding me back. Like I'm actually just having a good time seeing you have a good time here because you know, I've been here before. I haven't really been not to say I wasn't enjoying it, but I wasn't like having that experience that she was. So it was cool to share that with her. And uh, just really cool that, you know, 24 hours before that, I had no idea that I'd be at Galloping Ghost the next day. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, I love that place. Super, uh, super, that's super where I, surprise. Yeah, that's where I got my uh, beat of the week. I played Tato's Night Striker, which was actually over by where Shauna was, where she was playing uh, Disney's Magical Tetris. Didn't didn't John the, just get that anyway. game? Was that the one that you got? Or no, that's Night Slasher. I got Night yeah. Slashers and I got Sly Spy, which was kind of a similar theme i think yeah i don't know if i played night striker but i but i did beat night slasher the one that you had night striker kind of looks a bit like think of the style of like afterburner i guess it's okay it's supposed to be like space harrier which i've never played but it's got like a similar vibe oh you never played but space harrier i maybe maybe i have and i just uh, don't remember it but no. uh, it's fun. like a you're a car that can kind of hover so it's a little bit like the landmaster in star fox sure well, space here, so, yeah, you're like the guy that just floats around and shoot, shoot and, shit, and all that. And you're mostly, yeah, you're mostly moving your reticule around the map, you know, to to shoot at different flying enemies. And then there's, I think there's some like ground enemies as well. But yeah, you're just like that's it. And 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 there's like the stick, 
you know, the stick control, like the flight stick and then the button on top. And that's just most of what you do the whole time. And I just pumped about, I think I estimated it would have been about 350 worth of 1989 money to beat it. But at the time, that would have been a, a lot more of, of a thing. But even thinking of it that way, I'm like, well, that's a that's 20% of what I paid to get into Galloping Ghost. So, you know, I got to see some sweet ass credits, but it's a pretty cool game. Like um, graphically, I think it looks better than Afterburner, but it's kind of like all the, you know, the, all the sprites coming at you. It looks cool. Like sheets. It yeah. was it was released on Sega Saturn. You can buy it for hundred and forty dollars mm. on eBay. <laughs> or you can pay twenty dollars <laughs> to go to Galloping Ghost. Yeah, I, I mean, was reading up on it a little bit. None of the none of the uh, ports got very good reviews, but the arcade itself, like at the time, was sure, pretty yeah. well regarded. I mean that that was uh, the that was the time where the arcades were way better. So yeah, it was cool, and uh, I really like like between levels. It lets you choose where you want to go next, like two different areas. And it's literally a tunnel and you choose which way you go and you like kind of coast through the tunnel. Then it brings up like your score and kind of like, you know, keeps the action. It's almost like the action continues to go while it's showing you all your stats and then you enter the next level and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So I I was all I was dead set to beat like one game while I was there. So once I once I did that, I just kind of wandered around and played a bunch of stuff. You know, I played Bubble Bobble. I had to play that. I had to play Joust. Joust Yeah, I played Joust with Shauna. Of course, I went and played uh, the Mario, uh, the Super Mario Brothers arcade. Versus six, two, I think. Yeah. Just remembering how tricky it is, like on four, one, when it like throws these random little pits in there that were not in the console version it's yeah because it's different yeah and and you don't you don't get one-ups either like if you get i remember mm-hmm. that blowing your mind when you played it like because if you because you can get a hundred coins and it won't give you a one-up it'll just keep it'll just keep going on, yeah on and anywhere you would have got a one-up is replaced with just a normal power up yeah well because they don't want you know you, they still want, they want you to pick quarters and all that stuff so all, all the all the stuff of the and there's some added stuff to try to make it harder, you know, obviously because it's an arcade. Yeah, and, and then stuff. just add that playing it with a joystick is not fun. But yeah, I've thought about maybe <laughs> looking well. into like a cheap joystick just to play this on the because I have it on the Switch. Yeah, and, I think I, I got, don't ever play it. I think I got it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have that. I have that forty dollar joystick that I got the the Tatsunoku one, which you can get to work on Switch with the eight bit dough G Bro thing. But because that would be a way to kind of train for the arcade, I guess. Sure. At least even if the joystick's not exactly the same. But yeah, I played that. Uh we played this game called Calorie Coon versus Mugaranian. It was kind of like a weird like kind of like a Pac-Man and Load Runner were sort of combined. It was mm. kind of fun. You're like pushing the pushing these rocks down um ladders on top of these I think they're like moles that are chasing you and you're trying to eat all the uh, explosives i think it's weird uh yeah I, I i played a bunch of games of course i played the uh the arm wrestling the nintendo arm wrestling game i had to play that still couldn't get past bald bull or whatever his <laughs> incarnation is before he takes the mask off i couldn't it's, get it's past hard. him yeah I would, I would get to the very end and then he would just take me down in one hit wow the one the, the game that i always want to play there and it, it's like one of my favorite arcade games I, i'm sure you played it or i don't know if you played it otis but it's the the Spider-Man arcade game, the the four-player one with with Hawkeye and Namor and, and Black Cat in there. I love that game, and there and this is like the only place I know of that has it because it's such an obscure game 
that you don't really see it at too many places. And that's what I always go and play at Galloping Ghost is that old fucking Spider-Man game where, where like it'll like zoom in and zoom out and you'll like, you can kind of walk around and shoot guys and there's like giant venom, like, and you fight Dr. Doom in the end of it. it it's great. It's, it's a great game. I think it came out around the same time as, uh, the Captain America, the Captain America and the Avengers arcade, which they had oh, there yeah. as well. But no, I, the comic book store I went to in high school, they had that, arcade the spider-man arcade and i just thought it was so cool it's it's still one of my favorite spider-man games of all time is that is that fucking spider-man arcade it's it's a lot of fun yeah i recently saw that um somehow i came across it i guess i was looking up a bunch of arcade games on youtube and that one popped up i was like what is this and i never knew that existed that one yeah it's, but they said it's, it's awesome I, I i played i played through it i went there for like my birthday and i played through it with jess and i'm like my hand was like killing me because you just have to like <laughs> You know, you just have to mash the fuck out of it, and after and when you get when you get to the final level, you're like, oh my god, my my arm is killing me from standing and trying to play this game. But it's fun. What do you? What's your cool, favorite man. arcade game, Otis? Uh, favorite arcade game, man. There was a number of them. Back growing up here, man, in um, Gary, Indiana, it was a. Uh, we went to the mall. Ours is called Aladdin's Castle, and that's oh, yeah, where our that. arcade. And that's what our arcade was um, at the mall, and that's where everyone used to go. And everything. I don't know if I had a favorite one. There was a ton of them. We had that, and then we also had a place that was called uh, Celebration Station here that was over in Merrillville, I believe. Yeah, and that was a go-to place that had arcade games throughout the entire place. You had go-karts, you had your run-of-a-mill, you know, the little basketball hoops, and um, those little things you roll, roll Speed up. Ball. Yeah, yeah, it had all that. But yeah, but um, I think I liked it. Uh, Virtue Fighter. I used to go play that. Quite a bit. Street Fighters. Street Fighter was kind of hard because you used to have all the people around those. And then, of course, the more combats. Yeah. When that was there, <laughs> that's all you see. Well, especially with Street Fighter, you see Street Fighter, but then that's when they had the double screens. The people mm-hmm. who were too tall oh, yeah. for me, they are, they are playing it, but then you can look up and see the screen nice. to see exactly how, how the fight was going. So, yeah. If if you, I mean, if you could have any arcade game to like to have at home for free, like what would you get? Like just one arcade. Like if somebody was like, you can have any arcade to keep for free. What what would you take? That 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 was always like because because I, I always wanted to. I mean, you know, who knows if I'll ever be able to buy one, but I always wanted to buy an ar- like one arcade game. You know, ever since I was a kid, and like just so I could have like an arcade perfect whatever, like an actual arcade game. I don't want those mm-hmm. new like mini ones or whatever. I want like the real either arcade one. Or no, the actual one, yeah. The the one that comes to mind, it's two of them, man. Um, uh, to me, they're not on the same level, uh, but there were just two ones I loved, and that was uh, the Ninja Turtle one, and yep. then it was the Simpsons. Oh, there you go. One. Yeah. Those are the ones I liked. Those are the ones I really liked. Yeah, those would have been my two. So I think num- number one for me would be Ninja Turtles. If I could have any, it would be Ninja Turtles. I, I think, Simpsons I mean, I- for a second. I gave mine away. I would I would get the Spider Man game 100. percent If I if I could have any of them, I would I would get that Spider Man arcade game. But like aside from that, I was like, what would I get? Like, I don't know. I, I, would I get the I always play said choice for sure. Oh yeah, I, I always said that I wanted like like street, maybe the like orange just, tent. I wanted just like Street Fighter Two or something, or Street Fighter Two or Mortal Kombat Two or something like that. Just like with its original arcade greatness, or or it'd be cool to have like Killer Instinct. Like those arcade games were, yes. pretty cool, were pretty cool at one point. Killer Instinct one or two, that'd be fun. The Super NES version was terrible. It wasn't oh. quite. It wasn't quite the same. Like they, uh, they, they said that I forgot to mention that for whenever we did our uh, advertisement episode, but where they like cut the arcade, they're like we cut the arcade in half. It's like, well, no, not really. It doesn't look the same at all. 
<laughs> but not at all. I remember, enough. I remember yeah. that game. Yeah, because I loved it. The graphics and everything was like amazing. That game, it was just like, oh my goodness, you can combo somebody this many times. Combo and then, breaker. I know, killer like killer combo. Yeah, <laughs> I remember people talking about combos at school and just being like, I love not that knowing game. what they're talking about. I played like, the shit. People out were of like it. passing around pieces of paper with all the directions on them and stuff. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> then I played it and I'm like, I don't get it. I still don't get it. <laughs> it was kind of like an equation. Like you could, they were like combo starters and combo finishers, and you could kind of oh, yeah. you kind of put whatever you want in the middle. So that was so you could be kind of creative with it. Like I, I had a shit ton of fun with Killer Instinct one and two. I played the crap out of those games. And there was one, there was a, there was a combo that you could do with Spinal where you could turn into other people, like sort of like Shang Tsung mm-hmm. stuff. Like I would do that. Oh, it was wow. really cool. Where you could, it would, it would mimic whoever you were fighting. Like you would turn into whoever you were fighting and do their moves, like in the middle of the combo. And that was one of my like slick combos that I would do was with spinals like slick combo is his morph one because not everybody <laughs> knew about it I'd be like I'll show you this one and you like turn into like a gray version of the other character and it's pretty, it's pretty rad oh that was cool I remember wanting that game for Super Nintendo asking my dad to get it <laughs> I remember he came home uh, with it one time and tossed it at me and he was just like this game cost me $80 oh gee yeah. I was like <laughs> That was like all I could say was thank Thanks. you. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I'll, pl- I'll play oh, it. Man. I promise. Did it- I played it, but I was like, oh my goodness, this is not like the arcade. <laughs> Why was, was it this- eighty dollars? Was it just because of like the no? Areas? I mean, well, because there wasn't uh, there. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like how uh, video games are cheaper than they ever were before is that you mm-hmm. remember in, like the Super Nintendo. Well, it's definitely the Super Nintendo time and the '64 time. There wasn't really like a set price for the games, so. People would just sell them for whatever. Like I remember people selling Shadows of the Empire for ninety dollars at, at Babbage's at the mall. You know, like it was, oh, it was like oh, like, mall prices, mall prices. Mall they prices. definitely jacked them up. Yeah, but, but if you yeah. look, if you look at the old, uh, if you look up some of the old ads for Super Nintendo games, they were kind of all over the place. Like some, even like Toys R Us was selling some of them for eighty bucks. Like I saw an ad so for it, Chrono Trigger for eighty dollars. You know, and it's like that's what I'm saying. Like eighty dollars in the in the nineties is like way more than. $70 for a PS5 yeah. game or whatever. So I'm right. saying like it's way cheaper than it was. And that and they didn't have like a set amount like that they were going to be like this is the AAA title or whatever. You know, they people it was kind of the wild west. So you'd sell it for whatever, you know. I, I yeah. seem to remember that it corresponded to the megs like they would advertise, oh this game is x number of megs and the games that they advertised, oh it's so many megs were always a little bit more expensive because I guess they had to put more expensive the cartridges were more expensive to buy right. initially. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, for sure that as well. But I, I remember the, the funniest thing, like my dad, my dad got me Killer Instinct, like for Christmas or my birthday or something, whenever it came out. And I remember he like, I like opened it and I was like, oh yeah, Killer Instinct. That's what I wanted. And my dad was like, I hope it's better than the movie was. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? But appara- <laughs> apparently there was a Killer Instinct movie that he saw and he, oh. hated, and he hated. Wow. That had nothing. He was to, a basic instinct. He didn't like that movie. That had well, may, that, that had nothing to do with the game. It was just funny that he's like, "I hope it's better than the movie." And I'm like, "What movie? I don't know what you're talking about, dude." <laughs> but it, it, one it, character <laughs> does kind of look like Sharon Stone. What's but, her name? I can't remember. But but I was yeah. I was like uh, I was like, was there a killer instinct movie that my dad saw and he just hated it and he just wants to throw shade at me on for wanting this game? I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> he knew it was yeah, a little yeah. baby game. <laughs> he's like, it's nothing yeah. like, nothing like the arcade, man. Oh, my nah, son's but, playing this damn Sharon Stone game. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it was Baker's Base against it. I think there's an actual Killer Instinct movie. I don't know. I know. No, I there know. it is. Killer Instinct, 1991, baby. 
It's a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, great, great year for movies. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, with a bunch of people that I don't know. Vanessa Angel, Scott Valentine, some greats. <laughs> oh, Vanessa Angel. She was in like uh, uh, Weird that? Science. Weird Science. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, there, show. Well, well, there you go. Some somebody somebody knows her. Kingpin. She was awesome. King. She was in Kingpin oh, too. Okay. Yep. Yeah, she was popular back then. Before. I don't know. You got those 80 stars or 90 stars who were in everything and then they just drop off. Yeah, but no, yeah. <laughs> they didn't even think to put her in the game. Yeah, Kill Killer <laughs> Killer Instinct 1991. This is my they did. Movie that, my, did. Da- she, that my, my dad saw and hated and just wanted to let me know about it. When, when I got she was it, Orchid. She was Orchid. That's what that was. Sure. So yeah. that made it, <laughs> Orchid, yeah. That made a that made an impression on your dad like 3 or 4 years later he's like, "God damn that movie." <laughs> I never thought I'd have to think about that movie again. Now my son's playing it. He probably like saw it in the theater or something. Was like so disappointed. He he wanted more spinal time. He's like spinal should be in it more. I don't want to see him turn into people. All right. Anyway, let's let's continue on here. With, with yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna talk about a couple other things uh, at Galloping Ghost, which uh, the two player games. Like I said, Joust. We played some uh, Cyber Sled, which is really fun. Oh, it's I love like Cyber Battle Sled. Zone. The one where you mm-hmm. like have the two handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play that in the mall. And uh, well, I did want to say uh, Aladdin. Uh, what was it? Aladdin's Castle. We we had we had that in uh, we had that in Peoria at the Peoria Mall. So I I played in that same arcade. And yeah, I same, think we had Aladdin's Castle Champagne as well. Same thing. Well, we had Aladdin's Castle in Peoria, and we had Tilt in Bloomington. Tilt was like that's the one. right. Tilt. That's what we had. Tilt was the one that I thought was like badass because it was huge because it was like three times the size of Aladdin's Castle. Wow. So I was like, oh, this is way cooler, and that you know because it was much bigger, and they had and they had some of the older arcades there too. It was the best one ever. Place. I remember was when I was really little. It was the jo- the Jolly Jester at the Danville Mall. It was next door to the movie theater, and like they had pool tables, but like a bunch arcade games and like people are just like smoking cigarettes in there playing pool <laughs> and you just go in there and like play like, street fighter and like cough up a lung it's like it's like japan i'll say like all the <laughs> well, well the japan had all the arcade well not anymore when i was there you couldn't smoke inside anymore but it used to be yeah like you would see cigarettes everywhere like playing like the you know not guitar hero but the original like japanese guitar hero style games like mm-hmm. people smoking cigarettes and playing guitars i mean just watch that scene from uh, lost in translation that's basically mm-hmm. the arcades look exactly the same as that minus the cigarettes cuz we were we were there they have a smoking area now but it's still like the same kid same thing like you know kids like hanging out playing and like the the taiko drum master games are still there and all that stuff but uh one game i played there that definitely made an impression on me and it, it also helps that it was near where shauna was playing a magical tetris because she played that for quite a while she she really wanted to beat it but she was like on the last boss and it was re- it got really really hard really fast but i i saw fantasy fantasy zone i'm like i know this game it looks cool it's mm. like cutesy yeah, the sega game this, this is my kind of game yeah so like I started playing it and I played it for like, you know, 30 seconds. I'm like, wait a minute, this feels really familiar. Turns out like that's, this is basically what Blackbird is the game that I've talked about a lot of past episodes. Like it was, just, it's just basically like a, an homage, I guess we'll say that, an homage to a fantasy zone because you do the exact same thing. You go around, destroy the bases and the boss appears, but they add the element of like, you can collect money and then you can buy upgrades for your ship. Like it's really cool. There's like a little bubble that will fly around and you touch it and it sends you to a shop and you can like spend money and upgrade. And it's a lot of fun. So I was like, man, I I wonder if this is on the uh, Sega Genesis collection I bought. So I like fired that up. It's not on there. Well, first I I had to download it because I had deleted it. So I was like, well, well shit, let's see if it's on the eShop. So I looked up fantasy zone in the eShop and it was on sale. Um, yeah it's like for three bucks nice yeah no the ages yeah like all the sega ages stuff is on sale now i think a lot of the um 
of the Neo Geo ones are on sale as well. So yeah, I've got a fun little diversion now. I, I really like it. Like it's just a, it's just a fun little game to pick up and put down. And the Ages version lets you choose what level you want to start at, so you don't have to play all the way through again if you die after you get to a certain level. And I think it even lets you like set the amount of money you have. Like you can basically just cheat your way through it if you want. Um, I might do that just to see the whole game all the way through. But yeah, for three bucks, I was really happy that like I went from you know two well two days ago playing this game and being like holy shit i love fantasy zone and then the next day i had it on my switch that's pretty cool they uh also also in the um the sonic and sega all-star racers that's one of the cars mm-hmm. is the fantasy star ship yeah he has like a name uh, i think so, that they're, he's like a character yes yeah, so, so you probably saw the ship in the game because yeah you can unlock that little ship as as a mm-hmm. as a race as a race car so it definitely would be familiar from that as well but yeah no it's, it's a pretty game i remember that i remember playing around with it a little bit and it's uh like the boss battles are very similar to blackbird also because they turn into bullet hell like so you're just dodging a lot of stuff while you're taking shots at the weak point and you can get really hypnotic and just with the bright colors and the, the happy music like i love it it's great mm. but otherwise i did buy wrestling empire thanks to trey thanks trey so i i i, I felt i felt kind of left out on the video game giving you know like uh you know you got you got us games and i was like well you know wrestling empire because i thought about it and i was like well if, if wrestling empire is still on sale for 10 i could just buy a couple 10 dollar e-shop cards for you too so i did that i, I bought it for for john and jeremy because it was still on okay. sale, it's still on sale for the seventeenth, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Because because that was a game that was on my list mm-hmm. of favorite games, and it's a silly, janky game, and I think it's fun. And I'm like, ten dollars is a steal for the amount of content you'll get from it. So I was like, it's fun. I'll, yeah, I'll just I'll just get it for you. I was uh, it was it was one of those things. I'm like, if it's still on sale, I'll get it, and it was still on sale. So I just went ahead and got you both ten dollar cards for that. Have you had yeah, a chance to play it yet, John? Yeah, I've been messing around with it, and um, you know, I. I Played it from the demo, but having that mm-hmm. whole, whole game is really nice and seeing all the different modes and stuff that are available to you. There is a lot of content to this game. And have you have you heard of Wrestling Empire Otis? No, no, I haven't. So this I is basically an homage to the N64 wrestling games. And so it, it's it's a modern day N64 wrestling game. And it's even more than any of those games ever were, I think, like, content-wise. It, it, it kind of it kind of feels like like yeah if you created a bunch of wrestlers on those games to look like real wrestlers that's kind of like what it is cuz he has a bunch of characters that are based on real characters but it ha- but it's a lot more complicated in the way that it works because you can do a whole bunch of reversals that weren't in those other games like i mm-hmm. feel like the and the play controls different like it's it's not really a button masher you have to figure that out john like you don't tapping buttons isn't going to do anything for you like a lot of it is on is like timed reversals and stuff like that even when you're right. trying to get up, like I found just like moving the control stick back and forth will get you off the ground. But you, but you can get the game for free. You can actually download it for free on your phone if you just want to fuck around with it. But it's it's made by this one guy, Matt Dickey. Like he ma- he's been making these like low budget wrestling games for years and it's uh and yeah, I think it's pretty cool for what it is. I think it's yeah. like twenty dollars regular and, and it was half off and I was like, you know, I, I just wanted to push you both to play it because I think it's fun and ridiculous. And it, and it's basically a story mode. You know, you try right. to like make your wrestler popular and like the, you know, the, the, they'll like throw shit at you. They'll be like, oh, you need to be a heel or you need to be a face or like, or like they just told me that I needed to be this whole other character. They're like, we want you to be like this Lucha Libre character from this other thing. And you're going to be that you're going to dress like this now and you can say no or you can say yes. And you try to like, you try to wage, you know, try to figure out your wages to where you make money. Like I got to the point where I was actually losing money every match. 
So you want to mm. try to like negotiate so you can get a good deal and all that stuff. And you can like hire like management and like, you know, use your money to buy different outfits and like to and and as you go through the game you'll unlock wrestlers depending on like what federation you go to. And they're all kind of based on the original like eighties, nineties wrestlers. There's some like newer AEW guys in there, but like not all of them. But but I sent both of you a link to like all of the actual wrestlers so you can go through and change all the names if you want to. But you have to unlock I'm them. Do that. But you have to unlock them first. So you're only gonna have like so many available. And there's like three hundred wrestlers or something in there. It's ridiculous. Like there's and there's like six different federations and yeah. It's and, and your wrestler can die. You can die like while you're playing. Like you, like you can, like your character can actually die, and you get a game over, and, and it's done because your wow. character's dead. And and it'll basically this this paper this like newspaper will show like show up on the screen, and it'll explain what happened to you. Like you you had a heart attack in the ring or whatever, and you know your character died, and then you're wow. done. That character's done, and you can't even play that character anymore in the game. That character's dead. So you gotta you gotta start as a different character. It's just it's just ridiculous like that, and it's fun. You know, yeah. One thing I like yeah. about it so much is that it actually includes all the stuff that is not wrestling. Like yeah, the wrestling part is great, but the fact that there's a lot of behind the scenes. They, yeah, they, yeah, they do the behind the scenes stuff. They really get like what is the the whole presentation of television wrestling shows. Yeah, they sell all that, and I think that was not really ever included in the N64 games. Now, I, I mostly only played WCW versus NWO World Tour, so I don't know about the later ones. The, the WWE oh, ones did. Uh, like the, well, yeah. like No Mercy had a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but but I, but I it didn't get to the point of, like, there's, like, a Joe Rogan-esque character that will, like, have you on their podcasts and all this stuff in this game. <laughs> like, there were no podcasts in the 64 one. Because so, so, I was on... I was you on like, had podcasts in the 64 one. I, I mean, I was on, like, Joe Rogan's... It, it was funny, because uh, I was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And, 64 game with podcasts and he and he basically asked me he's like which old guy do you like better do you like the red old guy or the blue old guy and he was basically referencing biden and trump like in the game and i was like that's funny oh <laughs> yeah but I, I was i was on a podcast and yeah you you gain popularity depending on what you answer on the podcast so like everything that you do in the game does actually affect your character in some way and i think that's really cool wow so, so when you're trying to like get, you know, when you're trying to get like to get, you know, get paid better, you have to get more fans and it'll, and it'll like, you know, there's like meters that'll show like how popular you are and all that stuff. And yeah, there's a lot to it. Like for, for a game from one person, you know, and the dude's like updating it constantly. I think it's been updated like five times since it came out last year or whatever, but I thought you needed to, you needed to experience the greatness of WrestleMania, of wrestling empire. So, well, I had, I personally had enough fun with the demo. I'm surprised I haven't purchase it yet so I, I bought it as soon as i bought it actually before i bought fantasy zone i was like i gotta download wrestling empire and then i looked for that afterwards but yeah that's pretty much oh i bought another game john that you, it looks like you also bought i haven't had a chance yep. to play it yet so we can kind of segue there sure yeah um red faction remastered re- remastered red red fraction gorilla remastered yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i i love that game that game was like my number seven whatever it came out on switch that it's it's i mean it's an old ps3 game but it's it's a shit ton of fun like you can you know it's red faction you can destroy most everything on there and i felt like they did a really good job like creating different neighborhoods on the moon like there's different parts that actually feel different even though it's in the moon like the like the ground looks different the color's different you know so you actually feel like you're in different like neighborhoods or whatever or, or mars or whatever where, where the fuck you are i think you're on mars it's not remunstered yeah you're right <laughs> remastered and i even beat the game so i should know what i'm talking about but yeah no it's fun and it's another you know it's another champagne game so i was like uh you know you were playing uh 
Saints Row, so I was like, mm-hmm. right. I was like, you should get Red Faction also. That game's great, and then and they've been selling their shit for three dollars. So I'm like, that's a fucking steal. That three game's bucks. awesome. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, between those two games, like for five dollars, we got we got two really good open world games. Yeah, and they're different. So each of them has a different flavor to it. Where uh, Remastered really, I, I don't think there's any other open world game quite like it where you can destroy the buildings that's kind of the object that's the focus is you're destroying all these uh-huh. uh, buildings and landmarks and things to further the story that's really cool you know, you know that's um one thing that i always wish they would add, add to a grand theft auto is that you could like blow up the build, the build it was always kind of crazy like you have a rocket launcher you're destroying cars and stuff but that building you just hit is totally <laughs> fine yeah uh, why can't I like you that take park, that the park yeah. bench, right? Uh, yeah, the park bench. Yeah, that's a very sturdy <laughs> yeah. park bench, you know. What, one, actually, one of the things that really like blew me away about Red Faction Guerrilla when I when I was playing it is just the fact that because you're like you know you're fighting against like this corporation that owns Mars or whatever, but it's cool that you can actually get people, you can actually get bad guys to fight with you, like you can get people to join your side, like in like mid fight. Which is, I think, is awesome. Like you don't really see that in games, where like all of a sudden some of them will just start shooting the other guys with you, That's because cool. they like what you're doing because you're trying to like fuck up their their boss and all that. So you I thought that was it. awesome because you don't really see that in games where like they start fighting with you because they're like fuck these guys, I want to get out of here. So you can like kind of get people on your team in that way, and they'll join you in real time. And I thought that was awesome. Like it really feels great where all of a sudden you got like five guys with you trying to shoot these other dudes, and I'm like, all right, yeah. No, this is badass. That's cool. NPCs with a mind of their own. Is it a is it a third person action game or is it FPS? It is third, third person. person. Okay. It's it's like it's like a it's like a GTA on Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you You've can played take- it, Otis, or have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. That, that this this franchise has been out for a while. There, I think there's been a number of red factions that came across. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, especially well, yeah. The- I mean, there's the PS2 ones. Well, this the red faction, on the PlayStation. Red faction Gorilla yeah. was a PS3 game, so it is actually it is actually yeah. pretty old. Like the one they re released here. It's it's still a lot of fun though, and it still plays really well. It looks pretty nice. I watched the little video clip that they show on the eShop. I was like, well, I don't know if I should spend three bucks on this. Yeah. So I watched the video. I'm like, okay, that looks really cool. The, you're knocking buildings down like dominoes. I, I want to do this. But yeah, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it's it's sitting on my Switch. It's worth playing. Uh, well, if you're ready to hand it over to me, because I keep talking about Saints Row 4, uh, which <laughs> I've been getting it to played for, oh, I want to say maybe four hours this week. I experienced actually the exact same bug that kept Trey from playing the game. Yep. Yeah, you, you ran into the exact same thing that I did, which uh, you had more patience opening, with it than I did, I guess. <laughs> And during the opening, I don't know, maybe this is the second hour of the game. Um, you get to a point where basically your mind is taken over by aliens and you sort of awaken in this 1950s happy-go-lucky sitcom world that the aliens have, have made you think that this is your, your life now or whatever. And so you're just strutting along. You're like, you go down the stairs and uh, you're, you're the way you're walking is really like exaggerated happy go lucky it made me laugh how he's just kind of like mm-hmm. skipping along with his arms going up yeah, and down like, like, yeah <laughs> yeah whatever and then you eat your p- stack of pancakes that your beautiful wife made for you and uh, you're going through this idyllic 1950s town and you slowly start to w- wake up and realize oh wait a minute this is not real something is wrong here and that's when the aliens come and uh, start to attack you and everything and so i got to the point where i was fighting the the main boss who has disguised himself as the sheriff of the town and 
after I beat him, then all of a sudden the game just it goes to the loading screen and then it stays on the loading screen for like five straight minutes. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think this <laughs> thing is loading yeah. at all. Something's uh, wrong. Yeah. So, so I had to reset it and then play through it again, got to the boss, beat the boss. Then the game crashed. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this sucks. Like I mean, I'm having fun with this, but I ended up playing through it three times. And, and it doesn't like auto save. So you have to play through this whole thing the whole with you, sequence. like with you, like walking down the stairs and eating the, eating the pancake and wow. talking to your wife and then going to the cafe and then fighting the cop and, yeah, I had to do this multiple times too because you know Jeremy had just got it for four dollars, and I was like, I really wanted to like, I really wanted to play this game. You know, I really liked the other Saints Row game, and I was like trying to play it, and every time it would kick me out. Like when I got to yeah. the end, it'd be like error, and it just kicks you right out, and then you got to start again at the beginning. I'm like, oh my god! So like I did the same thing where I played it like twice, and then it kicked me out. And I'm like, okay, fuck this. And I saw other people That's... online having the same problem. So I switched mine from the card to the system, and then it worked. Oh, weird. But you, yeah, that's yeah. why my nickname was I Hate Reruns, because I kept having to play this Leave it to Beaver segment over and over again. <laughs> and finally, yeah, the third it, time, for whatever it reason, it just worked. Yeah. I was fingers crossed. and Oh, wait a minute. Oh, cool. Got through it. It works. Now, now I'm having fun with the game. It's, gl- yeah. You're like a superhero. You're, you're upgrading yourself constantly. You're, you're getting super speed running across the town. You can jump as tall as buildings and it's everything that you really wanted. It's basically like they took the cheats from GTA and like made that the game. Uh-huh. Wow, that's interesting. That reminds me of another bug that was in the game, but it wasn't really a bug. It was part of the game. That was back on Sega Genesis when you had like mm-hmm. the X-Men game and you get to a certain point. I just thought you couldn't get no further in that game. But just to find out, uh, I don't know if it was like the Mojo level or w- whatever, but in order to further, you have to literally hit reset on the oh, same yeah. Genesis. Yeah, I was going to say it's the reset thing, I remember right? that. Because and that's what it was. Yeah, you, you can't get through it on the Sega Nomad because there's not a reset button, is, is what is what I read. Oh. So, like, if you played it handheld or whatever, you can't get through that level. But, yeah, no, I, I read about that because I have, I have those. I, I bought a Genesis, like, a couple years ago, like, super late. But I bought the X-Men 1 and 2 on there. And yeah, there's there's a part where you have to reset it. It's like the same thing, like switching the controllers on Metal Gear Solid and all that, you know, like so they can't read. Yeah, Meta. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Metal, Metal Gear Solid on PS One, but then also when the they did the remake on GameCube, you had to switch the controller to the fourth controller instead of the second controller. But it's like the same thing, like so the character won't read your mind or whatever. So it's fun, fun stuff like that. But yeah, so I got through the the bug, and now I'm, now I'm actually enjoying the game. We touched a little bit on monster hunter rise but you know i think yeah i guess i could say like i'm i'm into it and as long as we're just like now i'm finally through all the the menus and all that stuff and like i see i, I see the value in it the actual hunts are really fun i'm looking forward to jumping back into that some more and uh getting through uh, some of the single player quests so that's next on my list i played more of broken sword 5 which again is the it's the uh point and click adventure style game and this is just like a nice antidote to all these action games that i have just sit back think relax uh otis you're not in like you may be familiar with the series no i i looked it up uh because that shows up on the playstation store quite a bit because mm. i remember the cover from it because i perused like the playstation store sales so much so they came up but that reminds me of another game you used to play that you were able to lay down and just use mm-hmm. a remote just yep. to move i, I don't know what talk about <laughs> it had to be intense. I can just chill and use yep. a remote. Oh, what 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 game was that? That was the strong bag game. 
Oh, I love those <laughs> games. We, we've we've talked about those games on here. That's what yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is great. I, I get to lay down on the couch. I'm totally relaxed. And I just point the remote to the screen and play this game. It's, it's just, man, the Wii was so great for point-and-click adventure games. Just, it was a perfect game for point-and-click adventure games. It was perfect, and nobody's really done it as well ever since. I mean, we, we've talked about that on this show before, yeah, that nobody's... Nobody's captured the point. The whole like pointer, the Wii pointer thing was the best, and it's never really been done as well. I mean, they they try to do it like the Switch tries to do it, but it, it never worked as well as the Wii one did because it doesn't have the sensor and all that stuff. So I don't know. I think they could just like offer a little upgrade or whatever to use your old Wii remotes. They don't have to put a lot of effort into it. Just like let me use the old Wii remote and use a sensor bar or you know buy whatever five dollar light I need to put in front of the TV or whatever candles. <laughs> do yeah, candles, candles. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, do the candle. I, I did. I did that a couple times when I when I forgot my sensor bar. I just did the candle thing, and it works. You know, you just gotta have it, just have it at the right distance, and it totally works. I was having a similar kind of fun with Broken Sword Five, where it's just you're you're an insurance adjuster at a museum or at, at an art gallery, rather, not not a museum. And there's a murder that happens, and you have to, and a, a painting is stolen. That's kind of where the adventure starts, and you're in France. So it's just kind of like like a nice like laid back solve a mystery explore France and look at the nice animation it's it's a nice game to look at too so I'm looking forward to getting more into that I bought a Mac game as I said at the top of the show I bought Jackbox Party Pack Eight for my Mac there you go I, I have that and the game. idea was that I, yeah I, I want I wanted to get my family in on playing some of the Jackbox games and it's just easier to do it by a computer mm. rather than pointing the camera at the TV and all that stuff. Yeah, because you can zoom, share, and all that stuff. Or, or, right? right? Yeah, yeah. It makes it much easier. Yep. So that's what I was doing, and you know, I got my my family involved, and we had a good time the other night playing Jackbox 8, which I only played two of the games, because they ended up being a little bit uh, longer. We played for about an hour. Um, one was, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's a murder mystery. You remember the, the murder mystery one, Trey? I don't. I don't, yeah, think, I, don't think we, I don't think we played that one. I think we just played Job Job. Okay, the one where you, the one one where you like apply for the job and you like re-rate, you like write something and then you rearrange the words and all that. I played the murder mystery one. That was cool. It was real different because you have to basically like you'll start by taking a it'll take a letter from your name and then now that is thrown onto a drawing board and you have to use the letter from your name and then draw draw a weapon and that's the murder weapon. But you have to hide your letter from your name well enough inside the murder weapon that someone's not going to be able to say, oh, you know, that's your weapon. Um, there's some other mm-hmm. twists in there, but basically it's like Clue, where you have to try and look at the different drawings that people do and determine, you know, is that so-and-so's weapon or not. And we had a good time with that one. And then the other mm-hmm. one we played was Drawful Animate. Yeah, I was going to say that. Adding the animation to Drawful that, that, that one's really cool, cool, yeah. That, that were the two that we played was Drawful Animate and Job Job. But yeah, Drawful Animate was really cool. Because yeah, you can do some interesting stuff with it. Because you can like speed up and slow down like how it switches between the two pictures and all that. Right, and it's really simple to... Because it's only two pictures, two frames of animation. And you'll do the one drawing, then you do the second one, but you can see the first one uh, silhouetted behind it. So you get an idea of how it's going to animate as you're drawing. It, it adds a whole other dimension to it because now not only think not only are you thinking about the drawing, but you're thinking about you know how can the motion, how can the animation better convey this idea? We all had a great time with that one. So it's something I'm going to try and do every every I don't know two weeks or something with my family. Just everybody keep in touch. It's a really useful tool for bringing people together and staying in touch. 
Yeah, I, I know a friend of the show, uh, Kate and Nate, which I felt bad because I totally forgot that they lived in New York while I was there. And and I only knew about it because Jeremy mentioned it on the show, which probably wasn't a good idea anyway since I came down with COVID. Oh, no. Came down right. with COVID. But uh, they, there was like an article that, that Kate wrote about uh, staying in touch with her family during the pandemic because they played Mario Kart 8 every week that yeah. was in like a book That's or something. Cool. So, yeah, so people do that. You know, try to keep in touch and play a game like every. Well, I mean, Jess and I, we play with her brother pretty often online. Like we've been playing Mario Golf or Mario Party and all that. So online. So we stay in touch in that way. Did you ever play any of those Jackbox games, Otis? I don't think I have. I was trying to see, but I think I was thinking of something else. I think it was called the Orange Box is what came to mind. And that's something oh, that's yeah, that, that's much different. Yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Valve thing. Um, so Jackbox is like, you know the game You Don't Know Jack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. say it's a, spin-off, so it's, it's a spin-off of that, or it started as right. that, and now there's... But what, what's really cool about Jackbox, what impressed me about it, is that you don't need a controller to play it. You can play it on your phone. So right. like all you need, all you really need is something to have the have the screen on the TV, or it doesn't even even have to be on the TV. Like like we we played a bunch of Jackbox just on the dock, just on the switch, like just sat on right. the tabletop and just played it like that. So how I was doing it was I was running from my computer, and then my family was on Zoom, and I just screen shared the game, and then anybody it'll it'll give you a website to go to with a login. Yeah, and anybody with a phone just goes on their phone to that website and logs in, and now you're playing the game. Then you automatically have the game. The so, so that was like the genius of it. And it, well, and it worked out so well for the pandemic because you can, it doesn't matter like what distance you are from people, just as long as you're on the website. So you can easily play with anybody anywhere on, on that and just through your phone. And it's, it's cool. Right. And they call it the Jackbox party pack because you get multiple games inside one, one uh, purchase. So it's really worth it. If you've not uh, tried it out, uh, look it up and give it a, give it a shot. And uh, the last game that I played, and this is my game of the week, uh, is Spirit Fair. So I bought Spirit Fair. It was on sale half off. Uh, it was $15, but I got it for 10 with my gold points. And this game, um, had I played it in 2020 when it came out, it would have been on my list for sure. It's basically Wind Waker meets Animal Crossing as a 2D platformer. Oh, I, so I you imagine this like, game. This is the one where remember? you're like crossing over to the dead world or whatever, right? And it's like yes. sad, and you, you need like to hug somebody while you're playing it or something because it makes you cry. It's not sad though. It's it's <laughs> uplifting. Like I mean, definitely, there's definitely the. I mean, that that's the backdrop is you're in the afterlife and you're helping these spirits out and helping them. Yeah, it's with like whatever dead, they need. It's like a dead ship or whatever that's carrying the souls to the other side. But it's all cheerful. It's all positive. It's like one of those sort of soul refreshing games that you can play at the end of the day and just to relax. At least I found that that was how, when I was playing, it was just, you know, after I was done murdering everybody in Hitman, I needed to cleanse my soul. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that was, was Do nice you imagine those are the souls of the people you killed. Sorry about that guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for so, some reason, I thought this was a completely different game. I, I thought that you got the last, the last campfire game, the one that looks like wind waker. That's like, that's like the, the 3d act, the 3d um, platformer. I thought oh, you were Blue talking Fire? about. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Or is it whatever it is? Blue fires, blue fires, the one you're thinking about that looks like that looks like Wind Waker. Yeah, that one's this that one's one, on sale too, and I thought that was the one you got. I completely confused names, but it's fine. This is Wind Waker more in like gameplay. So like I called it Wind Waker meets Animal Crossing. So imagine you're playing Wind Waker, and then during those long stretches of sailing between islands, you're building and maintaining an Animal Crossing town on your ship, and that's essentially the game. Um, 
And that's a combination that I think works really well because you get that feeling of a vast open ocean, but there's none of the boredom that came with Wind Waker at times uh, when you were sailing. So there's always something new and interesting to do on board. So you can like build your rooms on your ship as you're sailing. You can then as you're sailing around, you're exploring new islands and you're bringing new spirits aboard. And the characters that are living on your ship, they're always offering entertaining conversation. They have unique personalities. And they have unique likes and dislikes. So you might like make somebody a meal and sit and they might say, oh, you know, I don't like, I really don't like fish or I have an allergy to gluten or whatever. And so you have to learn their likes and what's going to make them happy. And yes, you can hug them. Like if you're, if they're feeling down, you can walk up and give them a hug. It's just like such a charming, cheerful little game. You also have a little cat character that follows you around everywhere. Um, so you can, anytime you want to, you can squat down, give the cat a hug. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> it's got a hug button. It's got a hug button. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's these like fun platforming segments that are thrown in there every once in a while. So um, and that encourage you to bounce around your ship and that's all the more satisfying because you built the ship, like you made the layout of the ship. And now it's like the game is saying, here, give it a test run. And the way that the character moves is a lot like Samus in Metroid Dread. It's just very fluid. You can bounce around, you can do flips and twists and it just feels good. Movement just feels good in this game. And the last thing about this game is that it has the animation is just gorgeous. Like the whole presentation, the animation, the music, it all feels like a first party Nintendo game. It's really, really polished. There's a lot of, of characterization to the animation, like the way the character expresses herself in idle moments. And, you know, nothing is, there's not a moment wasted in the animation. Everything reveals something about the character. The way she stands, she stands proud. And it all has a lot of flavor to it and right now while it's on sale i think this is like you know the, the 30 dollar price that seems like a discount given the content of the game so far but for 15 that's a no-brainer so i really really recommend spirit fear yeah yeah i forgot about it and I, I know i know people really liked it when it came out i just forgot what it was called didn't it get like a bunch of content added to it because i i think it did maybe yeah. i'm thinking of a different game yeah, I got I some DLC. It's, like, it's like the something update or whatever they like so as that now lily the yeah, lily I, update that's what is what it says here well that's one of that's one of the dlcs the spirit fair uh lily update no this game always looked like it was in my wheelhouse i just every time i think sort of think about playing it i think of something else like you know obviously i've, I've been playing a lot of i'm back into stardew valley pretty hardcore mm. so start, start, yeah i think start it's definitely tablet. in your wheelhouse jeremy <laughs> yeah, like because that damn tablet tablet valley there's farming in there like you can, oh cool yeah, you, you wouldn't guess it because you're on a boat, but you can get a garden, you can get a field, put that on your boat, and um, you know, grow stuff and all that. I, I didn't, I didn't play Stardew, but my tablet was was great. I took it with me to Buffalo, and like I said, I was watching wrestling on it and Cobra Kai, and it's great. It's nice to have a little portable TV with you, especially when you're in a room that doesn't have a TV, and you have an internet connection. You can just watch, you just watch shit, and it's having a lot of fun with it. And I, I want to say thanks to my cousin because my cousin recommended it to me. And you know, she's someone who she doesn't play games, but her husband thought, you know, maybe you might like this. Her husband plays games and said, you know, I think you should check out Spirit Fair. And so she loved it. And I know that because she loved it and she doesn't really play games. I thought that made me, that made me take a second look at it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I got this game. It's fantastic. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the gaming memories. I know it took us a while to get to it, but 
I just uh, I, you have a lot of really great ones on here, John. That that I know I remember because we had a lot of fun times together. But there's just one I want to mention really quick that I don't know if you forgot about this or not. But this is probably one of my favorite, most ridiculous video game memories with you guys. Let's hear it. Was uh, that time when you had that weird roommate that you hated? Do you remember that third roommate guy that you didn't like? <laughs> and and we had like yes. that, we had like that DS party where we all had like DSs. And he like had this like uncontrollable uncontrollable cough or whatever, and he like coughed yes. and dropped his 3ds off the third floor balcony, and his it like yeah, and it like and it like busted in half like in like in the parking lot on the ground, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like I just couldn't believe yes. that he just like dropped it, and and you could see it. like the little connector between the two screens on the DS because it kind of like came apart, and yeah, it was hilarious, and we this were like was day one. We were trying this to play like Medios or something. Yeah, two player. He just purchased it. And he was like playing so it get... off the thing and he like yeah. coughed and dropped. I thought he did it like I thought he like did it as a joke or something. I was like, Did you cough that hard that you dropped this like two hundred dollar <laughs> piece of technology that you just bought? Like I mean I had to I would have had to be like coughing like somebody's like choking me or something to like drop something that I bought like that. You, you know, like we had That's no why mo- you keep the wrist strap on. It's like we had right? we had we had we had no money, you know. It's like I I just couldn't believe that he dropped it. I couldn't believe like, that he was yeah. leaning over the rail with it. And I remember yeah. sitting there. <laughs> that as well. Because yeah. we were on the porch. First of all, this is this is the day after I bought my DS. Mm. And then I bought my DS and he was so enamored with it. He went out and bought one that day. And so this is the day that he bought the DS. He dropped it off the third floor balcony. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember sitting there. I was in, in the corner of the That's balcony so with you, Trey. You and I were playing our DSs. I remember looking over at him and like he's leaning over the, the yeah. railing with the DS. Like I would never do that. That's why is he doing that? And the second yeah, that just I got it, that like, is when he dropped it. <laughs> yeah, I can. I could not believe it. I just could not believe it. I was like, what? I don't know. Maybe he had more money or something. I was just, I would just never do that. Cause yeah. No cause way. you know, cause you know, like in our, it's like that you'd break it. That's it. You're not getting another one. Like it's, right. that's all you got, you know, <laughs> like I had my, my can't pa- take it back. like my parents bought my, bought me my DS at that time. I had no money. I wasn't even, I wasn't buying systems for myself or anything, you know, like I had no cash yeah. whatsoever. So that DS was like gold. I was protecting <laughs> that thing. You know, I got mine when they went on sale for like, like they dropped to like one thirty or something. I yeah, I think that's when I got mine. It was a little while later, but I was not I was not hanging that like Michael Jackson did that kid over the balcony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. yeah, that's my baby. It was yeah, it was it was just I just could not believe it, and I remember making a joke about it that that Otis laughed at because I was being all like fanboy and all that. I was like, I was like, if that was a, I was like, if that was a PSP, it would have broke so much more. <laughs> I, remember saying, I remember saying that. So that was, that that nobody was underneath because <laughs> i was an idiot about it i was like oh yeah dude the psp would have broke more which now it's such a dumb thing because i have a psp and i'm like i think the psp would have stuck together better actually because it's only one screen uh-huh. <laughs> you know i think i, I think it would have stayed together nah. better i think i just said that just to like try to throw shade at playstation or whatever but i have a psp and it's great never waste and I, opportunity. And, I and i don't think i don't think it would break as much i mean it would totally break <laughs> but i think it just cracked the screen i don't know uh, that that would have shattered if there was a PSP, especially from that high up. Oh sure, the yeah. that we were that we were on. Oh my goodness! I think I, yeah. I know who you're talking about because yeah. there was a guy who had the boot bag that had the rear rear window on his uh back oh, I, book bag. I forgot he had a he had a rear view mirror on his book bag. Oh, that's weird. So you can see people. Yeah, I remember that behind. now. Oh, that's weird. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, what was it? We were talking about because I, I remember neither of you like really cared that much for him. And uh, Otis was saying that his his ridiculousness was like a three hit combo. That's that's what you called it. Because <laughs> it was like I forget exactly what you were saying, but it was like one thing and another thing and another thing. And you said it was a three hit combo, and I was like, "That's funny." <laughs> that's, oh man, that's I all. I, that's that. all I remember about that guy it was just that he dropped his three his DS, and you had that great. You had that great line about him. Three hit combo. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like these. Just you know, it's DS like breaker. it's like all these different things that he was doing. That's just weirdly annoying. And I remember John saying that it's like he's weirdly annoying. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't even remember yeah. his name. Doesn't that's matter. hilarious. We we all we all have we we all have weird roommates. I understand. But yeah, looking back, you know, I I wish I could. I wish I wish I would have been kinder to him. Been a little bit more understanding. But he but, was weird, yeah. man. Like, I mean, I don't think you were mean to him or anything. I think he was just a ridiculous person, you know? Like, I I didn't feel like you were being mean to him. I just thought he was just being weird. And you were just like, I don't know what's up with this guy. You you <laughs> also weren't as far along in developing empathy. I mean, you were still just Sure. A, so you're a little snot-nosed 20-something. Yeah. Right, right. I just, I just, I mean, oh, I didn't. I got another DS. I mean, I didn't live with. Him. I didn't. I didn't live with him. I just remember him just being this weird guy that dropped his, that broke his DS when I was there. You know, I'm just like, okay, I don't know. That's not something you see every day. Somebody breaking a fucking DS, especially when it was like pretty new. Mm-hmm. You know, the system and like just the thing out. of it being two screens was so big, and then we literally saw it breaking two half, screens, yeah, break, broken in half, yeah. separated from wow. one another. Is YouTube it existed at the time? Yeah, say so we could, it, we might... could have been famous. Because uh. you well, because yeah, you could have saw people like well, people do those stupid videos where they burn like PS fives or whatever to try to get mm. try to get uh, you know views. Like we could have done that. We could if we could have filmed it. Maybe somebody would watch a DS get broken or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, I I, I remember that, and of course, like you know, our, our, we had a video game party where we beat Earthworm Jim two, which we actually talked about before on the show, oh, but, yeah. but without Otis. But I remember that that was a that was a major. Uh, mark for me because I loved that game and I had never actually beat it all the way through and we did actually make it all the way through and I thought that was cool yeah that was our mission that day was it was one of those like 24 hour things and we beat it at like 9 in the morning or something like that yeah I think I told you to come over early and you know we're going to play video games for 24 hours and that's the goal and if you have to go to the bathroom you have to take Game Boy with you um, <laughs> do nothing but play video games all the time and so we were pretty successful there, and we ended up beating Earthworm Jim too as one of the high high marks of that party. John Did you so sterilize your Game Boy afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> COVID you were hardcore. John was adamant about the twenty four hours. That's right. <laughs> really, you had to be doing something. You had to be doing some video game related. Yeah. The yep. Entire time. <laughs> Sleep with the Virtual Boy on. That's right. <laughs> well, I remember. I remember that. What was it? That other apartment that you were at, mm-hmm. where where, yeah, we, where you had like the multiple TVs, and we had like Star Fox sixty four going on one of them, and like New Super yeah, round two and all that. That was after I got. So one of my memories involves both of you guys talked about this multiple times on the show, but my Miss Pac Man machine, I got it uh, back to the house thanks to Trey coming over and hitching it into the car and bringing it back to the apartment number one. But Otis was also part of the story because. Ultimately, he br- brought it up the stairs to get it into that other apartment. Remember carrying that thing up the stairs, Otis? Like Man. how hard that was. That, <laughs> the, the narrow space, that narrow stairway. With we had maybe like a two inches to spare, two inches of wiggle room, 
And yeah, because that was like the that was the the Byron apartment, right? Yep, Byron that's right. Street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was the one. Yeah, it wasn't Kenmore, but it wasn't. I forget Augusta. Yeah, Augusta. Well, yeah, it was Augusta on Byron. There were two different ones, right? Was it the one that was yes. off, was it the one that was off of Ashland, or was it in a different place? So we had no. we lived together three different places. We lived together yeah. at Waveland, the one that was right by Wrigley Field. That was then, then yeah, we moved was to Kenmore. Ashland. The one that was further away. Yeah. And then that's we Augusta came back Boulevard. to Wrigleyville. Okay. So it was the later one. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember the later yeah. one. And that's yeah. the later one's Byron Street. Okay. Yeah. yeah Byron Street. Yeah. Because yep. there was that little like, um, there, there was a little like, uh, what do you call it? Um, it was like. There was like a deck stairwell. there with stairs. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 So that video game party that you were referencing, that was after I finally, my other friend Chris helped me get the Miss Pac-Man machine working. And so I was like, I got to have a party to celebrate this. And we're doing video game party round two. And so it was Miss Pac-Man that had multiple TVs set up with different games and all that stuff and had a bunch of people over at that party. I, that yeah, a good one. I just remember there was a, yeah, we had Star Fox 64 going and I showed you all the stuff I unlocked with like the, where you could run around as the guys and the Landmaster and all that stuff. And, and also we had like new Super Mario Brothers and also was it Street Fighter 4, I think was, was what it was on one of them. It was around that time. So maybe I think it was the new one. It was the one that with the chick with the suspenders or the tie or whatever. She was in there. Cammy. Maybe Otis brought no, out his PS3. No, no not Cammy. It was a new. It was a new one. I forget what her name was, but she had like red hair. She was what a new main character for Street Fighter Four. One of the one that had glasses or something like that. She yeah, had a yeah. weird Char- Charlie hairstyle or something like that. Yeah, she had like she had like braids. It's like it braids, was, like two big yeah. braids or I think that's. Yeah, I think that was four. Yeah, either four or three. It, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't ultra. It, it was the one. I thought. It, I thought it was four. It definitely wasn't three because it was three D. Okay. Oh wait. Yeah. No. It was. It wasn't three because three was third strike. I played the crap out of that one. That's right. Yeah. Did either of you guys ever join me when I worked at the movie theater for video games on the movie screen? I didn't go, I but think... I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I made it either. Yeah, I did that a couple times. That that was fun. I wanted I to, maybe but I, I never made it because of, I don't know, whatever reason. But it sounded cool. Uh, so speaking of parties and stuff, like Trey always threw some really great Halloween parties. And I remember one of them, uh, we were over there playing the NES Dreamcast disc. Like That was the feature of the party. Do you remember playing the NES emulator on Dreamcast? I do. I mean, that was, I mean, that was kind of Jeremy's uh, doing. You know, he, he brought that around. Like that was, I got that, I got that from you, right? Didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least the second. Maybe there was one that came from Brian originally, but I know you did the second round of it. Like, like you, like you brought that around. Yeah, because Bobble figured out how to add more games to the image. Like, because like supposedly you could only add X amount, but then he figured out how to add like twelve, all the like the full library to it, plus a bunch of really dumb hacks. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, just how, like, yeah, was it, uh, yeah, KKK Brothers and all that, and all that mm-hmm. bullshit, like, this, all these weird, or, like, Mock Troid, or Mario Troid, or all these, yeah. It, it was, it was C Viper, that's her fucking name, finally found her. Yeah, Viper. that's right. She C has, Viper. like, the weirdest, yeah. she has, like, this, like, this, like, poofy, like, pompadour hair, like, with, like, yeah, a braid, and she's, something. and she has glasses, Shades. and, yeah, she has, like, her boobs yeah. out, and, like, a tie in the middle, it's, like, this is like it's just like a really dumb outfit, but but yeah, she was one of the new characters. I was trying to think of. I remember when um, Katamari Damacy came out. Trey, you were the first to get that game. And you're like, you guys, we got to try this. And so Otis and I were over at your house, and 
that was our both of our first time playing Cadbury yeah. Odyssey. And we fell in love with that, and Otis went out and got that right away. <laughs> well, it was it was budget too. Like I remember the game only yeah. being like twenty, 20 bucks, bucks or something like that, which was bucks. which was awesome. Like yeah, for being like brand new, and what that's like the same price it was the like remake version on Switch. Like that came mm-hmm. out later was still twenty bucks. It's like yeah, it was just like it, it yeah, it was an amazing game, and it was just like unlike anything else. Not to mention, of course, like the soundtrack which i'm sure everybody's talked about oh. that but the soundtrack is so oh, yeah. fucking good like the j-pop on there and it's still yeah. i mean i'll still rock that soundtrack like it was in yeah. my it was in our wedding like you know we had it in the fucking wedding right you know, thank in, you in, to in jay the, sato in, for burning me a in copy the, of in the reception soundtrack yeah, yeah. So. man i went to three game stops trying to find that game yeah <laughs> and i couldn't get it because they, they were out of it i kind of like the third one I, I do kind of miss that th- those times when you would just drive from GameStop to GameStop to try to find something. Like I did that for one of the for one of the Castlevania games. Actually, I think it was Dawn of Sorrow. I did that, where I went to like four different GameStops in Chicago to find it, and eventually I did. <laughs> you know, just, I, had, I had nothing to do. I'm like, I'm just going to go to a bunch of GameStops until I get Castlevania, and then I and I you know I had no reservation. I was just going to go find one, and yeah, when you had the time to do that, you could just drive to like five game stops and try to find. And there's a bunch of them here, so you could just go. You know, you could just go, just like, you know, I had to like print it out because I didn't have a cell phone. You know, print it out on like MapQuest or whatever, and just drive to. You know, <laughs> or I had a cell phone, but it didn't have like a GPS on it or anything, so I had to just kind of like figure it out on my own, try to go to these different places. That's true because uh, the Kamari Dynasty was like so popular. I remember going to like the either it was like the anime conventions and i stayed for the costume contest and someone won and they played um they played the music from katamari Damashi. and i'm telling you everyone in that yeah. auditorium <laughs> knew that oh yeah coming so good yeah they were singing it i was like oh my goodness i was like this is crazy i have a uh, going on quick I have the Katamari Damacy soundtrack on record. Like, I have the album now. Like, I have, you know, because they, they make vinyl versions of video game soundtracks and all that. And I bought the soundtrack to Katamari Damacy, the first one on vinyl. And it's fucking great. It sounds great. So, I got a bunch of them. I got, like, Super Castlevania 4 and, like, uh, like Battle Toads and Conquer's Bad Fur Day and, like, all this all this other shit. That's, oh, Streets of Rage 1 and 2. I got those on vinyl as well. And, like, uh, Sonic Mania and... That was a fun thing that I did for a while. Out, outrun. I got I got a bunch of soundtracks on on vinyl because I had disposable cash to buy that stuff. But it, it was cool. But it, but a major one was Katamari Damacy because that's like one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. So I, I I bought that like in a heartbeat. I was like, yeah, no, I'm buying that shit. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but Otis used to work at Best Buy, and one of the best parts of having a roommate that works at Best, best Buy is you get Insider, crazy yeah. extreme discounts. Oh, I, 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 don't, yes. I don't know if I got the discount, but it was. But I remember having, you know, Insider. Like, I remember, well, Otis was, you know, you, you we've talked about John, like, camping out in front of the Best Buy for, like, three days for the mm-hmm. Wii and all that. Yep. You can't do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, 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 but Otis was a main reason as to why I got a Wii after the fact, because you told me about the shipment that was coming, and I remember mm-hmm. going there after after like a student shoot that I was working on, and I saw that the line wasn't that long, so I just kind of went and stood over there, and that's how I ended up getting my Wii was because I heard the insider stuff from Otis that was like, oh no, we're gonna get like fifty more like this weekend or something. And you kind of gave me the lowdown on it, so that's what helped yeah. me get it get in on that. And I, I jumped in the line, and <laughs> yeah, it was I was able to get my my Wii, and it, you know, the, which was like a couple weeks after John got his, you know, so. 
And I and yeah, I re- and I remember playing the Wii for the first time at John's house at the Kenmore house. I think was then yep. right where we yep. played. Uh, we played um, Twilight Princess and and I remember I was really and somebody kidding. had Monkey Ball. Uh, I think Monkey I, Ball I think. Banana Blitz. I think yeah. I had, maybe I I might have had it. I don't know or maybe you had it. it I, no, I, I think I got it for Christmas, but maybe you had it anyway. We played Monkey Ball. We played we played uh, Zelda. Actually, I think I got Zelda because I traded in some stuff to get it. I had the game, but not the system. Because I was just yeah. waiting to get the system later, and I remember you telling me how to do it with the cat thing with the with the um, fishing pole, and I always thought that was really confusing mm-hmm. opening to that game. But and it still is, <laughs> still is very confusing. But yeah, my friend Mike was there too, who also waited with me for two days for the Wii. <laughs> yeah, that was like a nice, a little um, what do you call it? Like a like a after all that time, like here's the final you know gift, the final party or whatever to cap it off was actually playing it, the system. Yeah, it was funny with those because that was that time we called that the console wars because mm-hmm. that's the whole Xbox, PlayStation, and Wii. What was funny is mm-hmm. the lines were really long for Xbox and like PlayStation because I remember when John came with the Wii and then somebody asked. It's like, yeah. hey, what y'all standing in line for? Yep. Like the, PlayStation, <laughs> the Xbox like, already wow. came out. Yeah. 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 It was like the Wii. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it exactly. Some guy walked people. out. He's, yeah. he's like, "What are you guys? What are you here for?" Like, "You're you're late. We're here for the Wii." <laughs> like, <laughs> like we were we were What's laughing. That? Yeah, yeah. And of course, the Wii ended up being the most popular one. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, it was it was ridiculous, ridiculous. I remember I remember people coming in just to uh, when all those consoles were released. Dude, there was a ban on us employees. We were not allowed. Yeah, I buy any of the the consoles. I, I felt I felt like because uh, a friend, my friend Billy, he was mm-hmm. actually on the show too. He used to be my upstairs neighbor. Uh, he worked at Best Buy as well, and I, I was talking to him during like the Amiibo days and all that. And he's a Nintendo fan as well, and it, and he really got screwed over. Like they would not let them like reserve any of the Amiibo that would come through, or like get any like they got like like Best Buy yes. employees didn't get shit. On the, I thought that maybe he'd be able to snag one of the rare amiibo or something. He's like, no. He's like, they don't give me shit. Like, they, no, there was like no, uh, n- you know, there was nothing. As as an employee, you didn't get anything as far as like you know shipments go. You can't claim the so, Wii's. You can't claim the amiibo. Like whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. They stopped a lot of us um, from doing it. Um, one guy was clever um, with his because um, not too many people. Maybe only a handful of the amiibo department knew who his girlfriend was. But he, when he knew when the Xbox was coming out, he straight up had his girlfriend waiting in line. She went ahead. <laughs> she came up to him because we had a table spread out and everything. Because we had to, we had the system, so we had to try to sell him games, accessories, and all that. So she just come up to him. He just, just had a little, a little smile on his face, and, and plus the whole media team was just like snickering because it was just like, oh my goodness, this dude is doing it. She went up, got it, and that's how he got himself a 360. When we were banned not to get any systems, <laughs> nobody, no one was the the wiser. Nobody except knew. for us. It was like I ain't saying nothing. It, I was like, he's clever. He found the way around it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, more power. Yep. Yeah. Have his yeah. mom come and buy one for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got got to have somebody else come and do it. Yeah, because I remember yeah. so, so, I saw That's him, what it uh, was, yep. I saw him waiting in line for the amiibo. I was like, shouldn't you be able to just get one as a <laughs> as a worker? And he's like, no, nah, we don't get shit. And I was like, oh yeah. Sorry. That's such BS, though. Like, what do they care? They're selling it. What do they care 
yeah. who they're selling it to. Like, why not favor your employees? Let them have it first. Maybe they think you're going to try to buy like more than one. Yeah, they're and just sell them online or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was the whole yeah. thing too. People trying to get them or something like that. But I don't know, man. You just have people running in and all that. As soon as the door opens up, they're like straight up sprinting to the gaming section just for us to tell you, uh, no, yeah. we don't have none. <laughs> just wait for them to get there. Oh, hi. That probably yeah, felt no. good once in a while where you're like, nope, there's nothing here. <laughs> yeah. No, that was always a thing. But they used to get them because the, the thing was, even with the Wii's, even with the Wii's, uh, we were told uh, there were times when we had them, but we couldn't sell them and everything. It's because they said, like, there's an upcoming ad and the ad. Uh, we have to at least have a minimum number of them. Otherwise, oh, okay. it's like false advertising or something like that. So they had to try to make sure they had some and all that. They they can have the minimum. As long as they had a certain amount, it's fine and everything. So, so yeah, sometimes, man, you just have to tell people, like, sorry, we ain't have none available to sell. It was like, man, I can't, can't lie to these people or whatever. <laughs> but it was just like, uh, we don't, it's like, well, you can say that you don't have any to available to sell and that was true mm. we have it but we're not allowed to sell it so i, I don't have any to sell to oh, you sure yeah. and everything yeah. and it was like just come back uh start the ad or something like that which is sundays and that's the day that people used to come in or whatever and try to get them uh i remember getting some and there were people who were getting paid just to bring them that happened a couple of times with me. It was just like, you cannot take money from customers in exchange for systems and all that. And it was just like, well, it was like, I, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> the lady came in. I was like, let me ask. And one of the managers was like, yeah, you can go ahead and sell her one. Uh, we'll still have enough for, you know, the ad. So I go ahead from the back. And I was like, hey, I happen to have one to sell to you. She's like, oh, thank you so much. And she went to shook my hand. When she shook my hand, she went ahead, uh, let it go, and it was like a $20 bill in my hand. And I was mm-hmm. like, I refuse the first time she said it before I went back there. Yeah. But I can't help it if someone put something in my hand yeah. unbeknownst to me. So <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, think, I think that was a number of us who got some money from okay. that because people. That was the right thing to do. Got yeah. Tipped. yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, all, on all parties. Yeah, there you go. Get get tipped from yeah from the people. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, I remember you'd also come and say sometimes like, "Hey, there's a bunch of games that are like on extreme discount," and yes. you would get games for like two dollars. I got Ghost. Uh, what's that? Ghost shooting game for for Wii Ghost, Ghost Squad? something Ghost Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that because Otis said, "Hey, this game is only two bucks." Um, <laughs> yep, pick it up for me. I'll pay back. <laughs> so yeah, I remember got that. that a bunch of time. Yeah, got, there got, was got a... a bunch of discounts because of that. It was uh they were on the at-risk report and mm. at those stores it was just like they're taking up room and I guess I don't know if it's like rental space or something like that, but they had to make space free. So of course games got discounted or something like that. But it was a lot of games that was just like not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And one manager just came up with a thing, man. He was like, Man, this just super cut it. And it was just like, Well, what? another 10 percent 15 20 percent off whatever and he was like no i'm not cut it down to like one to three dollars i was like mm. are you serious yeah. one to three dollars he was like yeah do it and i was like uh okay <laughs> so <laughs> i did it and i made the table of the various different games and i'm telling you man when people started to notice that that stuff flew out of there and everything i think um i think i got it was like resistance resistance three 
on PS3. I think it was, was it Resistance 3 or was yeah. it Resistance 2? It was like the ultimate pack that was like, I think it was like 70, I think it was like $79. I think I got that for like three bucks. Oh, wow. Something like that. It, it was crazy. And we did it a couple of times. And then we did it, I think, one more time. And I think the general manager, uh, he ended up saying that he's like, we can't do it anymore no because I was just told <laughs> to do the next batch. And once I did that, he's like, how much are these games? And I told him that's what we were told. And he went. And then next thing I know, the manager came back. You can't do this. You can't do this. <laughs> because of margin, the cut into margin was too much. He's like, you're basically giving them away without us making. It was like, well. Yeah. Yeah. You said one time trying to get rid so, of it, right? I remember. <laughs> Castlevania Judgment was a new game one time. And the fighting game. I always yeah, kind of wanted to play that game. game. I never played it. Yeah, the yeah. 3D fighting game. And then Otis came back home one day with, with a list of games that was on extreme discount. Yeah, yes, and, then, and then I, I was like, Castlevania, this is a new game. Like, yeah, I want that. Give that to me. You know, yeah. Two bucks. Great. And so he went and he got the game for me. And I got this game. It's brand new. Still in the package. All that stuff. You know, I opened up the seal. Popped it open. And inside the case is a CDR. Randomly, <laughs> this never happened to me before, ever before that or or since. But wow. evidently, somebody at the factory where it was sealed swapped the game out and put a CDR it in, in there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was there anything on the CDR? Did you like put it in? A- <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> there was nothing on there. Yeah. No, it was not mm-hmm. Castlevania judgment.exe or anything on there <laughs> it wasn't like a demo version or something. just a torrent yeah. file how random is that the like a blank cd inside that's a sealed crazy. package from best buy well, well I mean, that's how they'd be get it past being like wait or whatever probably but well, i've seen people yep. like yep. i've seen people get like i've seen them online where they get the game and then it has like a cardboard like printed cd that they stuck in there you know but it doesn't have the same weight but i've seen that happen before where people get wow. the game and there's just like a piece of paper that's just a printout of what the CD would look like, and mm-hmm. they just stick it in the case, and that's what you get. <laughs> I saw that a couple times on Twitter. Oh my god! Yep. like, but that was I still the, have that yeah. case just oh, for that do? story. Yeah, I still have it. I'm like, yeah. I got the case, got no game. <laughs> Did we ever get another one? No, actually, I no. think I, I, I think yeah. I even tried to contact Konami and be like, hey, you know, I got this game that I bought, and there's no game inside it, and yeah, brand new. I don't know. Yeah, nothing ever came of it though. I still got oh, the wow. case and the CDR somewhere. Well, you can buy the yeah. CD by itself for ten dollars from eBay if you want. If you want to <laughs> fill it in, I always kind of <laughs> wanted to play that game because it was. I heard it wasn't great, but I mean, it just looked interesting for for what it was. It's like a three D fighting game where you run around and hit people. It was a weird Castlevania game for Wii. That's that's for sure. Uh, I see one of the other ones you have on here is Resident Evil Four. Yes, I mean, oh, we, we played goodness. the crap out of that. Oh, I remember. I oh, mean, I yeah. played it. No. I played it on John. Well, I remember playing it on playing it on John's GameCube at the dorms, but then mm-hmm. I think you got it later for PS2 also. So I'm sure I saw that later. Not at the dorms. No, no, I mean, I mean, no, I'm saying Otis. No, I'm saying Otis got it later outside yeah, of the dorms for PS2. PS2. But John got it for GameCube at the dorms. No, because it came. No, he, Resident Evil Four it. came out in two thousand five. Oh, did it? I, it I, not, I not when I was at the dorms. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I remember more. playing it on my TV, yeah. like at the I was at, at, at the or maybe you left, maybe you left, and I was still there because I remember playing it at my at my TV in the room with that boat part with the with the monster in the water. 
I remember playing that mm-hmm. part and you showing it to me. But maybe I was still there and you weren't. I don't know. It was January of 2005. I mean, I believe you. Yeah. I just, I just yeah, thought, I thought it was 2004 for some reason. I, I just thought it was, uh, I thought that I was still at the dorms, but I don't know. No, we, yeah, we, we, we were, we it, were was Kenmore. it was Kenmore because John, John was in the front room yep. playing it and I was all the way in the back and every yep. so often, oldest, oldest, come, you got to see have this. To see this. I was like, <laughs> John, I cannot look at it because I want to play that game. <laughs> and I'm going to see too much content and uh-huh. it's going to ruin the experience. But you got to see this part. This 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 not ain't gonna ruin the story. You just gotta see this. Story. <laughs> this so good. And I seen a little snippet, but he kept doing it. I must have played it at your house or something. Because yeah, I do remember living at the at that apartment on Cortez, like at that time in two thousand five. So mm. must have been yeah. Yeah, John wouldn't let up. I was like, John, yep. I cannot <laughs> look at this game anymore. You couldn't avoid it because that TV was right by the entrance and the exit. So I, would, so I was there all the time. So unless you wanted to stay home. I can hear the chainsaws in the room. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. Now, now you can play it on VR. Now there's a VR. Version. I would be playing that game. Yeah, it's on Oculus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm I'm part of a was it on Facebook, Resident Evil Veterans Group. And they talk everything Resident Evil, and that's what's been um, on the feed now. People mm-hmm. who have sure, I mean that's the newest Oculus thing. and been playing that one, and they love it. So yeah, they say it's really good. And Upload VR did a review of it and said it's an amazing VR port. Like it's sort of the benchmark for porting an old game to VR. Nice. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It still it still seems going. weird to me that it like jumps out of the body and you can see yourself like walking around in the in the game. But I don't know. I don't play VR, so I don't know. If how weird that would be, but it's it because I saw vid, I saw footage of it. I watched Kevin playing it live the other day, and it, it still looks like a fucking GameCube game, but but in VR. I'm like, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that like give you headaches and shit? Like having like seeing those old ass graphics all over the place. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They got Minecraft on there, so yeah, there's that too. I don't know. I want a I want that chainsaw controller for the GameCube. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid that's chainsaw so cool controller. Looking. That's probably. I don't know if that ended up being expensive or not. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. It's, it's still, it was expensive at the time. I think it was eighty bucks at the time. Yeah. Wow. I remember it just be. I was like. This, I was like. That controller's fucking stupid looking. Like, there's no way that. I, I mean, if I could it's afford practical. it, it's like I don't want to play with that thing. It looks like it's not fun to play with. You know. Yeah. If something Plus, like if that came out now, though, you might actually want means, it. It goes your fingers. Yeah. Something came out now like that. I don't. I. I, I still don't think I would want it. <laughs> Oh yeah, seven hundred dollars on eBay. Yeesh. Oh, that's not bad. Oof. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a real chainsaw costs less than that. True. Yeah. Seven hundred dollars. Right there. Collectors out now. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, say, I just remember playing Resident Evil Four like at night, and then you guys would all go to bed, and then <laughs> you'd wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh yeah, still be there playing. That happened multiple times. Oh I man! It, all the while trying to avoid the game. <laughs> I'm walking around the house like no, 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 no. I can't listen because <laughs> it took a while for it to port to a PS2. But when it finally did, it was like yes. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember play that. this game. I remember. I'm sure you were like, it's going to come to PS2, and I was like, no, never. It's GameCube forever. Because that's what they said no. originally, but they lied. They lied yeah, about the it. Five assholes. The five they game. lied. I, I didn't like the part when they straight up put um, Resident Evil Cold Veronica on Dreamcast. And I was like, I don't have that. Yeah. I was like, I need yeah. that. Yeah. And that happened to be in, like, what was it, Baggages? 
one time or something like that. And I looked up and on their wall, I was like, dude, is that like a PS2 version of Co Veronica? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, they put it on the PS2. I was like, dude, you got you gotta be kidding me. Mm. Take that down right now. Yeah. I'm about to buy it right now. <laughs> I was like, why is there an X? And he was like, and then I found out later it was just like additional stuff added or something like that for it. But that's what it was called Co Veronica X for the PS2. But that version wasn't on the Dreamcast or whatever. They put I remember it, I, yeah. They they put it yeah. on they put it on GameCube too. Well they they oh, released they released like two and three and Code Veronica also, I think, like with nothing changed. Which I think yeah, I'm sure yeah. those are pretty hard to find as well. To go along with the with the recent release them, of Resident replay Evil and they're like fifty I think like fifty bucks for a piece. I've seen a couple of them. Wow. I remember I first played Code Veronica on Dreamcast. Uh that's when we went to one of those like parties yeah. or something like that. $190 on uh, wow. eBay for Code Veronica on GameCube. So wow. somebody's selling it for $190 right now with a, with a $34.99 ga- GameStop sticker on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> looks That's like, crazy. Looks like shit too. It's not in the best. It's not. It's not in the in the <laughs> best. Uh, yeah, it's not in the best shape. But they're selling it for $190. <laughs> I got to first play that over someone's house. Someone was throwing a party. And I was invited because the person they were throwing the party for, I knew them in the dorm. And they said, like, hey, such and such would probably uh, like if you would come. I was like, okay, I'll stop by. And I got there super early. And the guy had a Dreamcast. I was like, oh, man, what you got? And he had Cold Run. I was like, oh, let me play this. <laughs> and I played it all the way until the party started. <laughs> the party. We'll talking about this. <laughs> The party was good. The party was still continuing, and I'm like this dude sitting there just playing this nice. game as everyone was around, just talking, everyone. <laughs> and the guy came, he's like, uh, "Hey, man, um, we're gonna have to uh, turn this off now, man, because the party is starting, and we show something else." <laughs> that, that could, I mean, that that could that could totally be a a Patreon episode that we do, like how can completely inconsiderate and assholey we were over video games. Because I remember when I went to L.A. when I went to L.A. the first time, and I went to like my friend Tim, my old roommate Tim's house, and I just brought my Wii with me, and I just plugged it into his TV and just started playing <laughs> in, in in his living room in L.A. And I just started playing the Star Wars game, uh, The Force Unleashed, like in his like in his living room, and like House of the Dead and all this shit. And his roommates were so pissed at me because I couldn't watch TV, and I'm just watch and I'm just <laughs> playing games in their in their living room. <laughs> And, and, it, and I was like, I was such an asshole. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? And then I just go to somebody's house and just plug in my system and just start playing. <laughs> Be like, dude, you got to see this House of the Dead game. It's great. You always have that big black, like, uh, duffel bag with all your games in it. Yeah, I just, like, plug it in and just Get start. Yeah, just, like, take over their living room and just start playing games. Like, dude, we're going to, I'm like, dude, we're going to play the two player fighting game on, uh, you're a walking on, party. On Star Wars Unleashed. We got to do it right. We got to do it right now. But I'm such an asshole about it. I just I, st- I think about that. I'm like, man, I, I just get I had, it, loser. We're playing GameCube. I'm like, I had so, I had so much uh, something. <laughs> I don't know, so much stupidity and uh, and just no fear about that. But I would just plug in a system and just start playing <laughs> and just be like, whatever, dude. <laughs> just go to somebody's house and and just just play in the middle of nowhere. You know, just right in the middle of the living room. It's ridiculous. Well, uh, I we're, we're we're like pretty much at like episode length. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to like end it here, but. I think I feel like we talked about some really awesome stuff about like old school Best Buy and 
you know, we got we got some insider stuff here, pretty much. You know, hearing from Otis, like you know, being being there, like at the in the in the launch of like the the Wii and the PlayStation Three and Three Sixty and all that stuff. So it's really cool to to be able to talk about all that. And thank you so much for mm-hmm. being on the show and talking to us yeah, again. Thanks, it's Otis. great to see you yeah. again. Thanks for hanging out. Hope hope we did hope we didn't keep you too long. But yeah, no, it's it's also it's awesome to talk to you and you know stay in touch. Hopefully we'll see each other again whenever we can actually hang out maybe we could uh, do jackbox yeah. or something make a jackbox night sure yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be fun yeah, Definitely. Jackbox, that'd be cool. i would cool. i would jackbox I'll, whenever so yeah i'll look forward to that i'm kind of stuck in this room for the next like week so i, I don't got any plans but uh, <laughs> you know until until i get over until i get through this shit john is too but i, I do want to mention this before we go just because for anybody who's a five dollar patron they can see the video version of this i got I made like stickers on Patreon like a long time ago of Nintendo main, and I didn't think any of them were ever gonna get sent out. And I finally got one in the mail. Nice. And I'm just Let's gonna sh- wow. I'm just gonna show it on the on the video here, and it actually came out really good. This is like something that the five dollar patrons will get when they give enough when they give a certain amount of uh, months or whatever. But this is a sticker of the cover art. From our uh, Animal Crossing episode that we did, where we did like the live where we ran through the town and all that. I don't know if you can see it, but but there it is. Oh, that's awesome! It's a sticker. Perfect. It's a sticker that I got in the mail that has all of us sitting in Jeremy's uh, podcast podcast studio. podcast studio room that he made in his Animal Crossing town. But it's really cool. So anybody who supports us on the five dollar level and can see this video, I want one you, of those. you will get one of these eventually. I mean, I, I know they were, I, I didn't think they were ever going to get sent out, but there's like a, there's like a few stickers that I made. This is only one of them, but you should get like three or four of them eventually total. So yeah, they, it came out really cool. I didn't know how good it was going to look, but yeah, it looks like a little fucking picture. It's nice. So there you go. Yeah. For anybody who wants to see those stickers or hear our extra bonus podcast that we do, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. And you can donate a dollar to hear our bonus shows. And if you do $5, you can see the videos of us in advance and also get stickers eventually. Plus, there's like $15 with like a t-shirt and uh, and a poster and stuff like that on there as well. And of course, like, you know, cross stitches is what we used to do. But if you ever give at that level, I'm sure we'll find time to make one for you and all that. And of, and of course, you can find Jeremy and I at Twitter, on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxdeck. Are you are you on Twitter? Do you do any uh, any social media stuff, Otis? Do you want anybody to know about that? Or are you on? Uh, you you, you keeping in the in the in the darkness here? Well, I'm mostly just on Facebook, but I don't have anything special. <laughs> you don't want anybody Boy, to follow uh, you. <laughs> nah, I don't have too much going on or anything like that. Okay. But um, this is inspiring me to try to do something. You should. It's fun. Related. Yeah. So I I might I might do something or something like that so. you should at least i mean at least try streaming Streaming's pretty easy to do like especially with the playstation 4 it's much easier because you don't have to buy like a you don't have to buy like a setup to like to put it into you can just hit a button on ps4 and be streaming oh, yeah, like, all you true. need is like a yeah, twitch account twitch. and all that and yeah it's much exactly. easier with other systems whereas like the switch i had to buy an elgato and get all a new computer and all this other shit to get it to work but i, I think everybody should try streaming just for the fun of it because i think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, I should try yeah, it again yeah. too. Speaking of which, we have a, we have our our uh, our, our Twitch is twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast, and I figured I thought about doing a COVID stream just because I'm stuck in this room and, and quarantining myself. I might as well stream something because because I'm in here as well playing games. I actually thought about doing a quarantine stream today, but I'm glad I didn't so we could play Monster Hunter and all that. But I might stream some Monster Hunter. Who knows? 
But yeah, check out that. Um, check out youtube.com slash podcast. That's where my video is, my top 10 games of the year on there. You can check that out. Plus all the Animal Crossing, KK Slider songs, and TV channels and shit like that on there. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's, this has been our episode 303, right? 303? 303. 303. And thanks again for joining us, Otis. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. I'm John Litter. And special guest. Otis Webb. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya.